This week in PlayStation, we're talking about PlayStation getting serious about mobile again. PlayStation Plus's latest crop of games and The Last of Us Part 1 versus The Last of Us Part 2. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing. That's Janet. I'm Greg, and you can get the show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. There you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get the weekly post-show. If you have no bucks to toss our way, support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, and or Rumbleverse with the creator code kindoffunny. You can get PS I Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the post show on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, Rooster Teeth, and of course, podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Delaney Twinning, James Hastings, Casey Andrew. Today, we're brought to you by Express VPN and Chime. But well, let's start with a PSN message from you. First off, Janet and Blessing, it does me well to be on the same Discord call as you. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been a while. I missed you guys. Blessing, you've been holding it down. You know what I mean? You've been here making the show happen. I appreciate that. I'm gonna say, listen, the last two the last two weeks of PSLVU XOXO has been sure. fantastic. And that's not to say it's because you've been gone, Greg, but I feel like I that blame is myself. the common I blame factor. myself for sure. No, it's mainly because Sancho West when talking about The Last of Us. There's nobody I'd rather talk to, to about The Last of Us than Sancho because he is the same as me in terms of having a love for factions. And so I get to just sit back and nerd out with this other person who is also as broken as I am and just talk about how great factions is and talk about like the future of The Last of Us in the franchise. And with somebody who's thinking about all the multiplayer stuff the same way that I'm thinking about it in terms of, oh yeah, what do they do with survival? Oh yeah, what can the battle royale look like? Oh yeah, like let's get fucking real nerdy about that shit. Then of course the week before that, right, was me and Janet. What were we talking about? Because it was a good conversation. Oh, that's a great question. It was so a PlayStation Showcase. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah it was the, that was a really um, fun one. It was our wish list episode. Um, I will say, I, as cool as it was for you to have that last of us episode, I do wish that you have just done Blessing featuring Blessing, and it would have been like a TI versus TIP kind of episode that's just mm. unhinged, you talking to yourself. But that other one was good, too. Yeah. Anyway, Greg, do you understand the TI versus TIP reference? Oh, sure. Of course I don't. No, I've got not a chance. Gotcha. This is Robert T.I. Yeah, what do no, call he's him, been Janet? He's been the King movies. of the South? Yeah, he's yeah. a very prolific actor, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I know T.I. from the movie. You may know him from his acting. I believe he was in Ant-Man. <laughs> he was in Ant-Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was in Ant-Man 2, though, right? No, I think he was. I remember I him. Think, I, I thought it was the thing he didn't make the jump. Oh, maybe not. But yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I, I could have sworn he was, but I guess I wasn't really looking out for T.I. They in had Polka Dot Man in Ant-Man 2. And they had Homie Louise. Yeah, who does the recaps. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no TI and you might... Man too. No TI. No TI. Thank you very much. Wow. All right. You're wow. going to make fun of me for not knowing TI versus TI. You don't know, you don't know Ain't Man 2, Blessing. That's pretty embarrassing for you. You might know the, the <laughs> you might know the song from TI, uh, Live Your Life, featuring Rihanna. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's and don't go chasing the papers. Yeah. Now, see, that's <laughs> no, interesting that wrong. that would nope, be... Nope, nope, nope. Uh, you're wrong to my, my you're wrong. TI was in Ant-Man 2. Shit, yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, I'm that's the host now. I'm taking over the show. What's up, everybody? <laughs> See, it's interesting this is that like that when would you be said a... you'd be CEO and it got really scary. I don't know if I want to yeah. go back here. This is like the last post show that me and Janet did where like I quoted 8 Mile and Janet was like, you're an idiot. You guys fucking wrong. No, This is why I make fun of you all the time. And then she yeah. realized that she was wrong. 
Yep, and I, I was, was right. wrong. Let's you're right. Yep. So nobody saw it, so it didn't count. Don't worry. That about is true. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to pay for a blessing to be right. <laughs> for him to finally get his flowers would be all right time for a psn message from you we're gonna go to Money dan likes everything who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says do you have names slash words from games that you mispronounce because they were originally in games without voice acting for example i will always pronounce chocobo as cocobo because that's just what my dumb kid brain read playing the first few final fantasies on snes and squeak it in as sukoden uh will be for me uh it'll be i'm sorry and squeak it in is sukoden for me forever no matter what the internet says janet garcia did you ever pronounce something wrong because of just how life is yeah um the number one one that came to my mind is just like all these freaking pokemon names man and one that's like gen one so you would think everyone knows how to say it is uh what god ponita i would say ponita i would say ponita it's ponita which is not that big of a difference but it is just a big enough of a difference for everyone on youtube to be like um actually forget these tips about sword and shield you don't know how to say this horse's name and i'm like I don't know. I thought I thought I knew it to the point where I didn't double check because behind the scenes, actually, I'm double checking a lot of that VO stuff that, that also we ran to that problem a lot when a new Pokemon game comes out because it comes out before the TV show pronunciation hits. Yep. So we're just like using that phonics and doing our best. Uh, for me, the one I put down here and there's obviously a gajillion, but for me, the one that always stands out is uh, Luminous, which I called Lumines for the longest time. Because I, of course, was, you know, a devote EGM and one-up reader. And so I'd see Crispin and Jen and all of them writing about how great Luminous was and how they were playing and how stoked they were for it and yada, yada, yada. And so, you know, I grabbed it and picked it up and I was just always talking about Lumines this and Lumines that. And, yada, and I mean, this isn't me as a dumb kid. This is just me as a dumb college kid. But it wasn't, you know, the era of there were obviously there's the one-up show and there was like a Game Scoop starting around this time. But they, it wasn't so chock full of podcasts that everyone was talking about these PSP games that you could go find any uh, niche little thing you wanted. And so I remember getting to IGN and having a conversation at some point and saying something about Lumines. And you're like, are you saying he's luminous? Like illumination, like lights? And like, oh, oh, fuck, that makes a lot of sense. Shit, I'm stupid. I think I had the same thing. Whenever I would read about Lumines on the internet, it was in my mind, it was always Lumines. Yeah, yeah. And that's just, that's the stuff that's hard to get out once it gets in there. And that's just how you pronounce it. Similar to what Dan's saying here of Coco Bo and Suka. Well, like, I think both of those are ones, at least uh, Lum- or Luminous is one where if you read it upon first read, I can't imagine anybody getting that right. There is no way you're getting that on 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 first attempt. Speaking, and I imagine like maybe if you're a Japanese speaker or you're sure. more familiar with the language, you might you might get the one right. But as a dumb American, I see that. And I think I had the same thing where I would always read it as Sukoden. Until I heard it, I heard Jerry Jared Petty talk about it on a podcast, and I was like, "Oh, Sweetin, that's actually a cool way to say it." And it's possible too that Jared Petty just tricked us all. He might have come in so confident, you know, and he has such a background in, in J- Japan and Japanese that he might have just been like, "This is how you know." We would never second guess that. That's just how it is. Yeah, for me, the one I go to is uh, Eco, which for the longest time I, I Ico. I always went back and forth between yeah, Eco and Ico. Uh, I probably started off by calling it Ico. Um, and that was one that I think was beaten out of me by listening to podcasts and hearing other people pronouncing going, all right, cool. I guess that's the way it's pronounced. Uh, but a- another one that comes to mind is uh, Deus Ex. Where, oh, yeah. Deus yeah, Ex. That, that was one yeah. where, you know, I think I started to become more aware of Deus Ex during the Human Revolution game. Yeah. And because that, that, that's where I would see it on GameStop shelves, right? Because the original was a PC game uh, and I just wouldn't come across it as much. Uh, seeing Human Revolution on shelves, I'd see it in every single time. I'm like, oh, this Deuce X game looks really cool. Uh, but then I start talking to people about it, and I was like, oh, it's pronounced Deus X. 
And there was one time where I, like, when I first started trying to pronounce it, where I told a friend about the game, I was like, yo, there's this fire game. Like, you got to check it out. It's great. It's called Deus Ex Human Revolution. And they're like, it's called Day of Sex? And I was like, yeah, Deus Ex. Day of Sex? <laughs> Deus Ex. <laughs> yeah. And like, we could, I couldn't figure out why they thought it was a weird name until I was like, oh, I see what I'm doing here. So now whenever I pronounce it, I feel like I have to put the extra, like, umph into the uh, pronunciation go yeah deus x human revolution is drop, a, yeah, really drop a space in there for sure yeah the deus x one like uh i was aware of in college uh when they now i cannot the hear it thanks <laughs> day of sex well i, yeah, I found out about day of sexes in college uh <laughs> and it was one of those where that one for me i didn't find out the pronunciation it was a very similar thing when uh deus x came back you know and it got back in the forefront or uh, with human revolution uh but in college i there was a, my friend across the hall bought it and it was that thing where he said it do sex, we said it do sex. Everyone on that our dorm floor or whatever it was called it do sex. Like it was like a shared delusion, which makes me feel so much better. Not like the, oh, yeah. the best kinds, the lumines that I just I projected well, into people's heads. Like I guess that's what it is. Best thing is there's so many in video games. I guess in anything, right? There's so many proper nouns, and mm. I think for video games we're reading a lot either because there might not be text in a thing, or you're just reading articles about a thing, or maybe you're just not paying attention to a lot of shit that's going on. So there's often times where I mispronounce a proper noun that I don't realize until somebody points it out. Oh sure, I remember like and those there was actually one that um the homie Alex Van Aken uh put up yesterday because uh game yeah. former has the the god of war um cover <laughs> oh yeah and, that's why this person wrote this in. yeah and alex van aiken um I, I guess in the video uh pronounced uh atreus as atreus and i've done the same thing on ps i love you and i was like oh because me and alex did okay beast before he was at game Informer and i was at uh i was here uh i was like oh shit that must be a, a like a shared delusion situation where on OK Beast, we probably called him Atreus the whole time. Mm -hmm. So we yep. just took that and just carried it on to our separate outlets. And once you say it there, it's like, what the fuck you mean Atreus? You mean Atreus? And I was like, oh, yeah, and I that's guess that's a, how the that, name is pronounced. See, that's an interesting one, though. And I've yeah, I've sent the tweet here to Barrett. I got to agree with uh C cody in the comments who says atreus how the hell do people still get his name wrong it's said out loud dozens upon dozens of times in the previous game because like the the difference is not that big um i think especially when you say it pretty quickly so for me you know behind the scenes how do i avoid uh this small inconvenience of the internet i'm out here putting the phonics in everything i'm doing to avoid this because i don't remember so for a h god now for atreus i literally write a t-r-a-y us and yeah. when i read it in notes i have it there or like you know behind the scenes when we we were talking about um the new god of war game coming up and there was something from that like maybe the type of lore i could not say it so i just wrote it on a post-it and i would just phonetically read it oh, sure. and then i'd be like that's how it is right as if i'm not desperately trying to sound like i know what i'm talking about it's just whenever it's stuff that's like any level of fantastical it's only natural if you like beat it into your mind over and over yeah. again and if you make the mistake of like imprinting the wrong, wrong memory then like that's just gonna be how you say it and it's so close that like you end up just not really caring and that's like the Shh. pokemon also, pokemon like ponyta ponyta pokemon. like it's, it's all just oh yeah pokemon sounds yeah how, how often do they say atreus in god of war though because oh, the whole time, the time Kratos, Kratos oh, is called boy. You're about to replay it. Don't forget. I, I so you'll just, find out I just replayed it. He says Atreus all the time. Damn it. Okay. I was going to try to get away with like, oh, he just calls him boy most of the time. Well, the thing is when you're reading Maybe if he was like, a better father, I will know his name pronunciation. Yeah. But when I read it, I also read it that way. But I had to train myself not to say to say it correctly. Um, I still don't know who, the, whose bridge of spirits it is. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> That's a great one, actually. Yeah. That we have been correcting. Who's I mean, even 
the top of the show. This isn't a, you know, uh, fantastical name at all. Remain, remember that Delaney Twining recently told us for years mm. we've been mispronouncing his name Twinning. I definitely fell back into old habits and said Twinning at the top, so I apologize, mm. uh, Delaney, for that. And, of course, I'm the worst person in the world at saying names, uh, so I'm not throwing shade at anybody. I remember distinctly E3, whatever year it was, but it was our first time interviewing Shu. And it was like a big deal. Like he had followed us on Twitter and like it was, I remember Clements freaking out about it. And so on the entire walk over there, it was me, Clements and Colin. Uh, I had written in my notepad, like the word, like just exactly what you're talking about, uh, Janet. Shoe, like spelled out like the shoe you put on your foot. Hey, <laughs> yo, she, duh. And like the entire way there, Clements was quizzing me over and over again. I was just drilling into my brain, trying not to fuck it up. And that was before we knew Shoe Hey was a complete clown and we could have said whatever, but it doesn't matter. I digress. Uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you all should start playing God of War now. We are doing our oh, replay, God. the PS I Love go. You re-review of God of War 2018. Janet, are you like me where you're regretting making this commitment? No, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I'm right there <laughs> in the boat with I, you and Mamir. Like, why did we do this? It's so busy. <laughs> I'm excited that we made this commitment because I need to do this anyway, and I was going to do this anyway, and now I just have content incentives to do this because I've never actually finished it. Like, I started it, and then I didn't finish it. But that said, um, <laughs> I'll tell you what I told, like, Barrett on Slack, where I was like, what's the date on this again? And he gave me the date, which I already also forgot again. But I was he was, I was like, if, let me close the thread. It's, it's, Remember, it's coming up Wednesday, September 21st. We will uh, oh, be God, recording. So soon. 12.50, in, well, it's 1 o'clock. It will be recording already. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So three weeks from now. Three weeks from now. Thursday. So, also, that's Poe's birthday, everybody, if you need to remember. It's Poe's 40th birthday, if you want to get him something. What I had, I'm getting him the credits to God of War, I hope. So, <laughs> I think you already have this, but um, at the time that I asked Barrett, not anymore, I was like, this is just enough time to still put this off. We are now past that time, and yeah. I'm going to have to go on quite the run. Um, but well, Barrett, what was your clock? It, how long did it take you on that replay? Uh, somewhere around 20-ish hours, and not I was bad. doing... That's I, not too bad. I, I was doing a lot. Did a you do New Game Plus? No, I I, uh, I I always cowered out of New Game Plus for whatever reason. Um, I, I like to go back to like resetting. Uh, mm-hmm, whenever sure. I go back, uh, and, and I was good. At, I was doing a good amount of extra stuff as well. So if you want to blaze through it, it's probably uh, even quicker than that. Blessing, what are you doing over there? You making notes? I'll be honest. I'm trying to buy some Kenneth Lamar tickets for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> How are, aren't those going to be like hella expensive or like what's the? What's yeah, the I'm trying to get at? a deal, and I'm trying to like I'm trying to talk to a friend because like I'm trying to get them into into going to Kendrick. The thing is, the seats aren't great, and like yeah, it'll basically like a hundred bucks for each ticket. That's not too bad. Where's where's, where's, where's he playing? Bad. Oakland. Gotcha. Yeah, and he's playing tonight and tomorrow. And the thing is, right now I have tomorrow off. So I'd love to go tonight so I can go hard and then sleep in tomorrow. Uh, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So tickets I didn't hear a word brutal. you said for the last, like, two minutes, T- if I'm being tickets honest. Are, you're okay. Tickets are brutal these days. Like, we found out yesterday that um, uh, Harry Styles is performing on Maggie's birthday. And she's like, I'd love to go for my birthday. And I was like, man, this is not what I'm used to. Because I haven't gone to, like, a concert concert in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm like... This is like, would you like this to be your next three birthdays? Because this is what the price point's coming out to. Yeah, and the thing, the friend I'm talking to is a friend that recently got her her uh, card stolen, and so like, and they spent a bunch of money, and she's still working with her bank to figure that out. So she's like, Mm -hmm. I can't pay for it, and I'm like, listen, I will pay for you because I'm I'm just I just want to go for the experience. I've never seen Kendrick in concert. Uh, He's great. 
Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've seen the TikToks of him like. I got lucky doing a new last tour. last non well probably not the last non PlayStation thing, but I got lucky. I saw him for the um Tobacco Butterfly tour, and he was doing really small venues. So I saw him in a really small venue, and it was actually not oh, expensive at all, and it was dope. I was. Did you sit? No, we were standing. Standing room yeah, only. Damn, that's Oof. no. That's no. 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 deal. Yeah. No really? Deal. Oh, I've yeah. actually never sat for a concert. Michelle oh, Branch was coming, was coming through in a couple of weeks, and I was like so excited. And when the presale and like when she announced it, and I went there, and I'm like the Fillmore. And I was like, Tim, is the Fillmore general mission? Do they have tables? He's like general mission. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to this. Don't worry about that. I saw her at Slim's last time she came through San Francisco standing room only. That fucking sucked. Yeah. Meanwhile, I saw Vanessa Carlton at Great American Music Hall. Got yes. to sit at a table. It was fantastic. Yes. It was, uh, I was like, this is the only way to see people. Before now. the pandemic, that was the last place I saw the Wonder Years, Greg. And, sure. and not only did you get to sit, but you also got to pre-order a dinner as well. Yep. So it was dinner, uh, seats, and watching uh, my favorite pop punk band. I'll guys. tell you what. You know, we had a whole crew. This is dating ourselves, obviously, because it was pre-pandemic. A whole crew ready to go see Weezer and Green Day. It was oh, me. My it God. was Barrett. It was Lucy James. Poe was going to fly in from Joey. Chicago. The jo- well, I was going to leave Joey out. I'm kidding. Joey. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people coming. And so we were going to f- do this whole thing. And then the pandemic hit and it got super delayed. And then it came back in 2021. And the closer we got, the more not only was I like, oh, I don't we're rushing this pre getting back from COVID thing. The more I was like, I, I want to go to a concert. Don't I want to? Yeah, I, I, I always. As say, we learned, months, we we try to cancel our our tickets, and then as we late. learned, waited too late. Kevin was in a private box for that concert. Yeah, that's Kevin, though. You know, yeah. I mean, he's over there eating a, th- a thousand churros, getting wherever he wants. Nobody understands what he's doing. That's a different story. <laughs> he couldn't bring us with him. You know what I mean? He just had yeah. to go do his own. It, it was it was nice uh, to hear that uh, concert from all the way across the city, which was insane. Yeah. And so if you would have been there, you would have been deaf. I digress. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, to topic of the show. It's finally here, ladies and gentlemen. It's the game you've all been waiting to play. You didn't know you could play, and it's time to play. The Last of Us Part 1 is upon us. It'll be out this Friday. The epi- Are we posting this? This is Wednesday, right? Are we posting this Thursday? Are we Thursdays or Fridays? We're Fridays, but we're posting this episode Thursday. Okay. Okay. We're recording, recording it early. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We're gonna be close to the last with embargo. Yeah. yeah, sure, it works for me. Uh, so, anyways, it's out on Friday. Uh, our review is up, obviously, on uh, the old YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and the Kind of Funny Games cast feed. You can watch myself blessing a little bit of Barrett, uh, Paris, and a little bit of Andy talk about the Last of Us Part One and all of our thoughts for it. Janet, you didn't get to be on it, so I'm very interested as we delve into this conversation topic, uh, what you're going to think and what you thought of the game in general, because on the review. Blessing kept doing the thing where he dips his toe into it and pulls it out. Dips his toe and pulls it out. And finally, it dawned on me. Big old light bulb moment. I sent it over here. Topic of PS I Love You is going to be The Last of Us Part 1. And define that however you want. It can be the most modern version. It can be the original. It can be the remastered. It can be the comic book if you want. Last of Us Part 1 versus The Last of Us Part 2. We need to come down with a definitive answer of which game is better. Yes, there's an argument. Could Part 2 work without Part 1? Yada, yada, yada. We're going to get into all that. We've broken it across five categories to have an argument about it. But before we do any of that, roller skating, game playing, marathon running, Minnesota jet ski riding, Janet Garcia. Hell yeah. What did you think of The Last of Us Part 1 on PlayStation 5? Hashtag game provided by PlayStation. Don't come after us and sue us. Yes. Um, Always lead with the don't sue us. Yeah, there there you go. Thank you, Barrett. Um, it's, you know, The Last of Us is still a masterpiece. Spoilers. Yeah. It was then. It is now. I actually probably have, I think, among the crew, the most recent first playthrough of the game because I beat it the year that Last of Us 2 came out. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, it's very fresh in my mind in, the, in terms of that. So it didn't totally light my world on fire. That being said, um, it was a reminder of, like, 
there's levels to this game design stuff and not gonna lie they brought they brought the heat with last was one um but again that's known quantity i think in terms of like what does this remake do it is obviously inherently the best way to play the game both in the accessibility the visuals the trophies the fact that you can you know all of that stuff makes it the best way to play it that said i don't think it's a needed way to play it um there will obviously be people that are like very hardcore into last of us and they're like i want to replay this just to give me a new way and new incentives to replay it new platinums all that stuff um there are other people who are maybe they couldn't play before due to accessibility stuff but if i think if what i what i landed on like talking to my brother who's restarted this game several times the ps4 version he's like i'm partway through the ps4 should i restart on ps5 i'm like i think for you just go on what you're at You've been you've been dragging your feet for a long time. Yeah. You don't need another reason to to like have to restart. So again, very specific camp, but I think with a game that's this known, that's been iterated on so many times, we do end up getting into the weeds of that. So that's kind of um, my high level takeaways. And playing it, as you guys know from my Slack messages, it very much was spot the difference. The game where like I spent the first hour like. There's extra cards on Sarah's headboard. There's crayons on her nightside table. It's 148 in the remake, but it's 203 in the original, you know. And those things, I think, are are fun and cool and extra layers for people that maybe are so hardcore that they're out here playing this game every year. You may notice and really get a kick out of those things. But for someone like me, where I've replayed the beginning a couple times and, and the whole thing only once through, I wasn't always you know, really appreciating the fact that they put a bottle on this table that moves and then it rolls. Like, those little things were a bit lost on me. But overall, you know, Last of Us, still fire. This is the best way to play. Do I wish it was more? Of course. But it's here. The end. Okay, Okay. good, good, good. I'll take it. I'll accept it. Uh, Blessing and I are right there with you. I think that's exactly how we felt playing it or whatever. Um, But now for this conversation. To start, we have five categories, ladies and gentlemen, where we will go through and argue our points and also bring you in from patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Thank you so much for writing in where we will discuss is the last of us part one better than the last of us part two or vice versa. Uh, we will be judging them on journey. The journey you take in the game. What does that mean? It's open to inter- interpretation. We'll get there. Uh, the gameplay of the games, the characters of the games, the pacing of the games and the twists of the game. What a twist. Whoa. Very twisting. Eddie Oye Jr. Greg Miller. The Last of Us Part 1 versus The Last of Us Part 2. Who has the better journey and why? Who has the better journey? Yeah, I'm going to go the last. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I'm going to go Last of Us Part 1. Okay. I think the journey is a little bit more clear. It's a bit more, it's more succinct, right? And part, of my, part of the issue I have with Last of Us Part 2, if, we, if I'm going to start off just taking jabs at Last of Us Part 2, go for it. Prop, prop up Part 1. Uh, I appreciate, in theory, what they did with the mid-game twist of, oh, now you're playing as Abby, and we're taking you back, and we're showing you showing you her journey uh, into the, the encounter with Ellie that takes place halfway through the game. Uh, I think that kind of ruins some of the pacing of the journey. I think in terms of what that does for uh, what that does for narrative and what that does for framing and you know the both sides of hey this is what this screws the both sides ism the both sides ism <laughs> the last was part to you right I think it's I think 
it's clever and a good idea and it's good in theory but i think in practice that then takes some of the momentum of what's happening in the story out of it um there's also just a lot happening in the last of part two uh between what's happening with the different parties between between the amount of characters that are uh introduced in part two compared to, uh, to part sure. one between like keeping track of what's going on with individual characters right you know abby and her relationship with um the guy th that uh, she's into uh this other the other character who's in that trio who's now who's pregnant by that same guy Mel. right Go Mel coming back over to uh you know Ellie's camp and Dina and what's going on with Dina and how she's also like exes with this guy and like there's a lot of connecting stuff which I think grants a lot of like you know uh, I guess vastness to what who what this community is uh and how much bigger this universe is than I think what it seems in Last of Us Part 1 but Last of Us Part 1 uh has something that I love uh, uh, from God of War 2018 also, which is, hey, what is the focus? What is the aim of the story, right? And how can we tell something, how can we tell a story that's beautiful based on the central uh, mission, right? In God of War, it is, cool, let's have uh, Kratos and Atreus, or Atreus, uh, go up. You son mountain. of a bitch, don't start <laughs> this. Don't put it in our heads. I was just going to leave it there, but I have to let people know. I do know his name is pronounced Atreus. Uh, let's have this father-son duo go up this mountain and spread his mother's ashes, right? And that gives birth to a, a wideness of different scenarios, different happenings and characters and all these things that happen in the story. But the story at its core is this straight up, straightforward journey that I think allows everything else to shine because they keep it simple. Uh, Last of Us does the same thing with Joel and Ellie, which is, you know, Joel is a man who's traumatized by what went down and what went down with his do daughter and what went down with the world. He is a man who's disconnected. He's a man who is downtrodden and sad. And he's a, he's a man who's turned off his emotions. Let's introduce this girl, Ellie, who he's basically forced to take across America because uh, she is immune and might be the cure to America. Let's have it be the, uh, this journey. And I think through that, they're, a lot, they're able to do so much with it and find the different scenarios they can put these characters in to strengthen that relationship. And I think that character story between these two characters, uh, for me, lends to a better journey than what I got out of The Last of Us Part Two. Dan likes everything doesn't like your opinion blessing dan wrote in to vote for the last of us part two as great as last of us one is i feel oh i'm sorry it feels a lot more like a by the numbers zombie story or like you're playing the road it's more familiar last of us part two not only shifts the narrative in ways you cannot predict but the gameplay as well not only switching characters but dropping an open world section in the middle adding boat sections the farm etc I like a lot of people are going, to, I think a lot of people going in thought uh, they knew how they're going to feel about The Last of Us Part Two's journey, especially after the opening sections. Uh, and by the end, it's completely turned on its head with who you sympathize with, who's the villain, etc. And I think that's such an interesting wrinkle to it, where knee jerk, clear your head. And when we were talking about this and debating topics and when I was trying to formulate arguments and stuff, I think when I initially think of the journey, I am thinking of the literal journey across the United States, right? For uh, Joel and Ellie. And for me, I was like, oh, that's, I like the fact that it is point A to point B and all the shenanigans we get to on the way. And I appreciated that being the thing and where we went through and yada, yada, yada. But then I went back today because obviously just coming off of playing part one, I jumped in and uh, was scrubbing through a full playthrough, no commentary on YouTube of Last of Us Part Two, And it's just that fucking thing of being able to jump in that way, especially, uh, you know, I platinum Last of Us Part Two at review season, uh, but be able to jump in there and, you know, watch Joel's death, 
watch the aftermath of that in the town with Ellie and Dina, you know, jump far enough ahead to see, you know, uh, Ellie and Dina, you know, living the happy life with JJ, the baby or whatever to see, you know, Ellie throw all that away to then go to Santa Barbara to then, you know, get her off the cross and fight her in the water and then go back to the thing and have no, try to play future days again. And not, and I'm like, fuck dude, like it might be the literal journey across the United States. I like more, but I think the journey you you are taking on as a player is so much better in Last of Us Part Two, and it's not to shit talk Last of Us Part One, which I think is a five out of five, a ten out of ten, whatever you want to say. It's a masterpiece. Like I remember when we finished last. I remember finishing Last of Us Part One way back in the day, 2013, when I was 10 years old, uh, and how I felt watching those credits. And then I definitely remember uh, finishing Last of Us Part Two and pouring a bourbon and calling uh, one of my friends Scott, who used to work at Naughty Dog, and just talking to him about like, oh my, just like this damn mom again, like. And I remember in the review, which I stand by, right? I think it like transcends games. Like I think it does so much. Last of Us Part Two, and I do think that. The journey you are taking on as a player is better in Last of Us Part Two, even if I think I appreciate the simplicity of the journey in Last of Us Part One quite a bit. Janet, what about you? I'm the same as Greg, which hopefully yeah, we'll get are. we'll get some more varying flavors between me and Greg during this. There episode. was something I don't know. I'll have to pull up we, your tweet, but there was something you tweeted today about the thing, and I was like, oh, I didn't feel that exact way about it. So we are okay. we'll have, we have some differences. I think there'll be enough differences to warrant my camera being on. Um, but yeah, I feel the same, and I actually went back and forth I, I like that i got to go last too i got to soak in kind of your guys's commentary because i feel the same as you do greg like the last of us part one in a way i feel like is a more enjoyable journey to like go on over and over again because it's so familiar not sure. just in and obviously part of that is the fact that we've gotten to do it a lot more um even myself who's only played through the game once i've dug into the beginning a lot i've talked about a lot i've replayed the beginning section a lot that i did again here with the remake um there's like a a comfort, a simplicity, and nostalgia, and a great packaging. But again, I think that's now dipping into pacing, which I'll talk about when we talk about pacing. Two Last of Us One. But yeah, the journey of Last of Us Two is better in that it's bizarre. Like in in its its flaws are what give it its glory. And I think a lot of games and a lot of sequels dip dip into that a bit, which I think is what makes them so fun and interesting, where it's like, how do we do this better or different? And some of those things were successful and some weren't. But The Last of Us 2, I think of like, there's so many more high points in that journey and exciting and vivid memories I have from that game. Um, and when I try to think of the same things from Last of Us 1, sometimes they hit pretty hard and sometimes they don't hit as hard as I remember. Like even something like, oh, the gym with the bloater. I'm like, I remember being like, oh my god the gym with the bloater and then when i did it i was like i mean this took like two seconds uh, yeah, yeah, all right yeah. whatever um there's still a lot of fun like high moments in last of us one you know i just did the part where okay i'm climbing up the thing and then they're drowning joel and then like ellie pops up like that still hits but at the same time i have so many more from last of us two the like you know ellie v abby and you know abby's just beating the shit out of ellie and it's just so so like vivid and messed up and like mixing it with the gameplay so well and then and they, they go on so many like tangents and trajectories like the journey is a more exciting one even though it is messier um in more ways than one but oh, i do sure. think i enjoy the journey is more exciting i do think last of us part one it is a very they're both run of the mill in different ways because i think they both are very tropey but last of us one is so much more easily digestible and i think it makes for like a less thrilling journey but maybe a more fun ride 
I, I, I think that's good. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one. Um, but I think for me also, the messiness of Last of Us Part Two is where the journey loses me a little bit, right? Because it's not only just the fact that there is sure. more going on. I do think that the things that do go on in Last of Us Part Two take me on those ups and downs in ways that I feel like aren't always uh, justified or landed on in, in ways that I would have preferred. Where Last of Us One, that's a brutal world. That's a that's a gory world, right? It's the same world from Last of Us Part Two technically, but. I do think that they use uh, a lot of stuff sparingly when it comes to the brutality of that world where I, I heavily remember the the Frank scene, right? Where you are hanging out in Bill's town, you're on the journey with Bill, Bill's an asshole, all that stuff. Um, but you find, you get into the house where Frank is hung and, and like he's, commi he's committed suicide, right? And it's like, ah, shit, right? When I was uh, right before the show, I was like scrubbing through scenes of The Last of Us Part Two to kind of like remind myself what gameplay looked like, what characters looked like, all this stuff. And as I was scrubbing through a video that was like the first hour of gameplay, multiple times I was like, oh man, there's a guy hanging here. Oh man, this guy getting fucking murdered here. This 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 thing's happening. This thing's happening. Last week, uh, before our conversation with uh, Sancho West on the show, I did a similar thing where I went, found a YouTube video that was, here's the whole story of The Last of Us Part Two in 15 minutes, just so I can refresh myself on the things that go on in it. And there's so many different scenes where I was like, oh yeah, this brutal thing happened, and then this brutal thing happened, and then Yara gets her wings clipped, and then this character who's pregnant gets fucking killed, and then this, and then Ellie gets her fingers bit off, and like, I'm like, dude, do we really need all of this? Like, it, and, and oh, more, <laughs> I, more gore, like, getting, it, playing through Last is Part 1, for me, reinstated a lot of the humanity out of, uh, um, that I appreciated, I think, uh, out of the last was that you know not taking away from last part two for being violent or being gory or being over ex excessive or, or or some of that stuff but i think for me last of us comes at it with a bit more of a fine tooth comb and goes hey let's be let's be a little bit more i guess like picky with what, the ways in mm -hmm. which we depict the brutality so like, whereas last is part two lets it all hang here's really my quick. thing about, oh sure go ahead yeah, because I, I sure. want to jump on that point that you had. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, that is a fair point, fair point. Um, but you let me go, so here we are. Um, but bless you mentioning, like, the humanity of Last of Us 1. I mean, I got to point to Natalie Flores' review of The Last of Us 2, which is The Last of Us 2 Let's Love In that she wrote for, I want to say, Paste. Um, and I think it's so easy to think about all those brutal scenes in last of us Two, and they do very much underscore the journey but i think so often in that critical conversation we forget the beautiful touching moments of last of us Two. i mean the museum scene yeah. that's a better part of any i feel like it wins the journey alone for that scene um i was thinking of that scene while playing like last of us one and you know especially thinking of like ellie and like when she learns to whistle and talking about learning to swim like i feel like i get more from humanity in the last of us too and part of that is more brutality but part of that is also the love and the pain and the ways that love can twist and torture us in more ways than one um i yeah, think it hits 100%. it plays in more notes and it is it is louder and a little more abrasive in some parts but i think like just that scene alone like i had to point out because i think it's mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful touching yeah moving moments in the oh and then when you see the fireflies thing it says liars like oh god it's so good better journey even i mean just the quiet moments right of like you know when joel plays future days for her and like teaches her the guitar right and i let alone the narrative backbone that that song future days is and the way they use it both the front the middle and the end like there's so much there and like for me that's what i think is a big journey conversation big game conversation too though is that 
The Last of Us Part Two, and again, this is never taking a shot. Last of Us Part One, again, I think is more than a video game, and I think that's in it, because it is so I, well-rounded. Makes it sound tidier than I mean, but it's so large, like you're saying, Janet. Where there's so much happening with these characters and these relationships and these emotions that make them so much more real in a way they weren't real in The Last of Us Part One. Because what I would argue, bless, is I understand oh. what you're saying with the you know Frank's lover hanging there, right? And like then there's way more brutality in Last of Us Part Two. In the conversation leading up to Last of Us Part One, uh, the remake that's out this Friday, hashtag game provided by PlayStation Five out of Five. Uh, the, the Naughty Dog was saying like. You know, we were held back with the game before because of the limitations of the technology and da-da-da-da-da. And that's true, obviously, and this is closer to our original vision. I think that they were also held back in what they could do because PlayStation and uh, the technology, sure, but more like PlayStation in the world, oof, are we ready for a game that's this violent, that's this over the line, that this that this dark? And then Last of Us hit so hard and was so popular that I think the second time around, they're like, hands off the wheel you're allowed to because i know you want to argue everything i'm saying yeah. and i love it <laughs> but because the world of last of us part one is the world of last of us part two and the last of us part one is it as dirty and dark a place you just don't know it you have to you have to think about it more right because it is the fact that in the very beginning joel and tess kill the guy right that sold their guns you know it is the fact that uh when joel you know and ellie drive into that uh, ambush and he's like he's not even hurt and then at the end she's like how did you know i've been on both sides of it it is the fact of popping the dude's kneecap off at the end and then you know murdering the doctor it's the game does a great job last was part one of not putting it in your face hey Joel's a bad guy, and I don't even mean my usual argument here. Joel has done bad things. There, this is gray. Good and bad don't exist. Blah blah blah. But like, Joel has been a marauder, marauder, and killed people and done things that he's been, you know, needed to survive or whatever. That's there, but it's an undercurrent to everything that's held. I think that was both maybe a bit of the story, but also just the way of what they could do at the time with pushing envelopes. I think Last of Us Part Two is them really. This is what our world looks like. You just didn't know it. See. I hear you. I, I think I disagree just in terms of Last of Us not being able to, uh, not having either the freedom or the ability to do what they wanted to do with it. Because uh, last I, I think what Last of Us Part 1 does so well is the, hey, you don't have to show everything, right? Imply sure. what you want to imply. People are smart enough to kind of understand what this world is. And that build up to having that scene where it is, yeah, the Marauders take, getting the jump on Joel and Ellie and Joel, Joel going, uh, I guess Joel, Joel later on saying, yeah, I've been yeah. on both sides. That's how I knew. Uh, that then evolving into what we get in the winter chapter of Joel interviewing both people and going, uh, you know, show me where oh, she I, is. I believed him. <laughs> yeah, like I believed him. And then killing both people kind of in cold blood, right? But at that point as the player, you're like, no, I get where he's coming from because these at guys that are point, shit. As a player, you're cheering them on, right? Yeah. Like you've been ambushed by this and they've taken Ellie. You're like, yeah, let's yeah. Do this. And it's such a good build up into the final chapter where it is Joel now going back and saving Ellie and having these conflicting feelings as a player of, okay, he's saving this girl who, you know, is the savior of humanity, but also is being uh, mur murdered against her will. And it also kind of evokes Joel's relationship with his daughter and like is reigniting those feelings for Joel. And now Joel cares for this girl and doesn't want to see this girl die, right? But he is playing this villain role in damning humanity, right? Taking the taking that choice out of both the people that were already her caregivers and also the girl uh, her, herself, right? Like Joel evolves into the villain and we see it happen and we see it happen subtly where I think Last's Part 2 gets into the thing where I think they do show too much. You know, I liked having that the, the those moments of inferring like, 
okay, yeah, no, this world is brutal. And in points of The Last of Us 1, they show us why. Like, they remind us why. Oh, yeah. Okay, getting into the winter chapter and finding, um, I forget the name of the, the dude, but the shady dude who kidnaps David. Ellie. Finding David, yeah. And getting that back and forth. It's like, oh, yeah, this world is brutal. And I think in those reminders, it works. And Last of Us Part 2, where it feels like every other scene, it is show them right like show them something brutal give them something to really identify with emotionally now show them something else brutal now show them joel playing a guitar now show them the museum scene like every moment feels so emotionally draining in last is part two and i think a lot of time they earn it right like i don't want to just sit here and dunk on last is part two because i also really love the last is part two just like you love miles morales just how i love miles morales uh but i do think that it could have used more restraint uh, uh, in, a, in a lot of places. And I think it is in that freedom of, hey, we have the technology, we have the freedom of Naughty Dog, let's do everything we want to do, in which I think the game starts to lose itself, itself a little bit. And one more thing I want to say about the journey in Last of Us Part 2 is that uh, I also didn't love how that journey ended. Like, I le- I, Last of Us Part 2 is a game that now, I don't know if I'll ever replay. Now, you, uh, you say you don't like how the journey ended. Uh-huh. Do you mean that, like, you didn't like where it was at, like personally or did you not because like jake step in the chat right now right live on mm-hmm. patreon.com slash kind of funny game says part two is just such a heavy game i legitimately have never i have legitimately never had another game really make me feel the way it did by the end i just felt so bad about ellie and abby like i don't enjoy the end of the last of us part two i find it so heartbreaking and so sad and so bittersweet but i i like it because of that you know what well, i mean by the like ending do you mean santa barbara or do you mean like the literal ending or do you mean like ellie and abby I mean, fighting because i think those are I, three different notes of the ending i mean the final stamp of what the last is part two is trying to say because like oh, okay. I, I, for I last is part two last is part two is a game that is diving into the cyclical nature of violence right like our natural proclivity to fall into violence when it see when it uh uh i guess i guess when it seems like the only one the only option or the option that seems best for us because we want to get revenge or whatever the fuck it is right last is part two i think has such a damning view of humanity and by the time i was getting to the final moments of the game i was just like i disagree with what this game is trying to say i think humanity is better than what last is part two thinks hum- hum- humanity is and of course this can be a back and forth argument i think that's part of the beauty of last is part two is that it's art and we can take different things from it but by the time that game puts its end stamp you know it's not just the fact that the that the ending is sad and i think it makes you feel shitty by the end of it i think that's fine if it, if that's what the art is i just don't know if i agree with what the art's saying if that makes sense yeah that makes sense that makes sense you're wrong but it's, it's <laughs> i have uh, pacing for, issues that i'll save for later <laughs> yeah well there's plenty of that stuff coming up don't worry yeah. about that so the journey then is going to last of us part two with uh, our two votes and blessings one for one so there you go now we move to gameplay, which I feel should be the shortest segment because it's Last of Us Part Two by a country mile, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Blessing, do what we, are you doing? Do what are you include, doing, Blessing? <laughs> do we include multiplayer right now? Because, like, if I'm no including part one versus part two, because part one doesn't have it. In your face. Well, Greg at the top of this said, you want, if you want to talk about rematch. That was a trick, originals. and you fell into it. You fell into the trap. It's over. Because I, mean, I, I feel like, you know what? You love, talk about, tell me about factions. Because I know it means a lot to you. So go ahead. Factions. I mean, if we're including factions, factions is very good. And I think for me, factions takes the gameplay, the gameplay category above uh, last is one above last is part two. If we're taking single player, which I, I think, you know, the episode's called part one versus part two. So I'm down to make it this latest version for. I think it two. is. I think it is devoid of factions in this argument because okay. it is, I think we're comparing the stories and the games and the parts. But I, I'm down for you to talk about why factions would have pushed the other way if that was it. 
Yeah, I mean, factions for me, it was uh, was the other half of what made Last of Us originally a ten out of ten game for me. Where I spent most of my time playing Last of Us, playing factions. I think the modes. I think the Last of Us mechanically. Every now, uh, every now and then on the internet, right? Like I'll see people shitting on Last of Us gameplay or going like, "Oh, Naughty Dog games are a movie," or like Naughty Dog games don't. Have, it's all cinematics, no bite. What? What up? Billy guys? voted on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games for part two, and his his fucking drive-by slam was no question about this. Part two takes the slightly above-average gameplay of the first and makes it into something genuinely great. And I I could not disagree more about the Last of Us gameplay. I think Last of Us gameplay is fantastic. I think that's why you have such a fantastic multiplayer mode. Uh, and that multiplayer mode i think captures a lot of the the like survival aspect and the brutality and like the hey crawl around so they don't see you in list mode like that kind of energy that we see in battle royale games today right when PUBG first came out and it is i'm gonna hide in the shower i'm gonna craft i'm gonna uh, uh you know find what's at my disposal that is what the last of us one multiplayer factions multiplayer uh evoked in terms of energy and in terms of uh feel with also the great mechanics of the last was i think last was plays supremely well and the people that are like the gameplay sucks completely wrong that said if we're going to remove factions from the equation then yeah i'm with you guys that last is part two i think takes it above and beyond is everything is just improved beyond. beyond beyond okay good well there you go then last is part two congratulations now we're into characters which is another fascinating one. The responses were very interesting on this one of what it was. Uh, a lot of people were, I, Billy wrote in and said, this one is almost tied for me, Matt. For the, for me, this one is complicated. <laughs> like everybody yeah. jumped in and like you're hemming and hawing on each part of it because I think I'm in the same boat as the people who were conflicted where it's like Last of Us Part 1. Joel and Ellie, you know, Joel's journey from Sarah to the very end with Ellie, right? Ellie's journey, right? As we learn who she is, like, that it is such an amazing, fantastic relationship, right? To see Bud and Bloom and all this stuff. But then you go to Last of Us Part Two, and of course, again, is it a journey you enjoy and a change you enjoy? Like I remember I've talked about it, you know, you're playing this game and Ellie is making every choice. And I'm like, oh no, don't do that. Like, oh fuck, don't do that. Oh no, like everything, and then let alone Abby and her motivations. But for me, then it starts dominoing out of the cast around them, right? Because mm. if we want to talk about main characters, can Joel and Ellie be beat? I don't know. Again, it's this heart, what you want, blah, blah. But then to go to, oh, we're talking about Mel. We're talking about Owen. We're talking about Manny. Like, you start spiraling. Dina, right? Yeah. Uh, you start, Lev. Oh, man, yeah. Like, and that's the thing where it's like, I think I made this comment in the review, but it might have been a different review we are doing of like, I thought the characters around everybody in Last of Us Part Two were so good that I'd be able to years later sit there and talk about them. And oh, as yeah. we're doing, as we're getting ready for this, I was definitely there. And I don't know, like Last of Us has obviously people we've talked about already. You know, we have David, we have uh, Henry and Sam, uh, you have Bill. But again, those people are always such passing glances. Like I was, I would even yeah. go to as far as say, you know, Ishmael is more fleshed out than sam and henry right like sam and henry are brothers is, in there. is, is ishmael like the leader of the wolves like the black yeah. dude that no no no, no. i'm saying in part one ish the the just oh, yeah, the guy who's no too fine i know okay. more about him and i i consider him a more three-dimensional character than do sam and henry we're brothers and we're on the thing and i'm like all right cool i get it you know what i mean whereas like compare anybody you run into in last of us part two i feel like i know infinitely better than i knew sam and henry I think I'm going I'm going part one, I think, um, which maybe this won't age well. I don't know. But I just feel like I there, because since there's less going on, I think it's easier to make a connection with those characters. Um, I think, honestly, 
which I know like people love. Oh, I love Ellie and Dina and whatever. Yeah. Honestly, for like banger characters from part two, the big standouts are really just Ellie, Abby, Lev. That's kind of it. Jesse? Like, you like, like Jesse? I don't really remember a lot about uh, him, to be honest. Like, everyone Jesse was cool. Was so like, cool. I fucked I like with Jesse. everybody. But and, and even like Tommy was one of my favorites in Last of Us 2. But Tommy, you have in Last of Us 1 also. So I feel like... Uh, but again, he's so much in. more... We go on this journey and see him get fleshed out here, right? To even he where he's is... just a bitter asshole at the end being mean to Ellie. I just feel like... Uh, like, my, my gut says one, so I'm going to lean on one. I think I, get, I had... The connection I had with someone like Tess was deeper than what I had with... What was the other guy's name? Was Jesse? Right? Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't. I I think I I fucked with Tess a lot heavier. Like I think just the, the the casual conversations throughout, and just like the way her story arc ended up. Like and then and then with David too. I feel like David is a standout villain in a way that like it's even though there's a lot of kind of Last of Us's thing is there's like part two. It's like oh everyone, but no one's a villain. But I think in that there is the muddiness makes for less memorable independent moments with characters while like for me i feel like i definitely like i know bill i see how stuff goes down david's really fleshed out to me tess is really fleshed out to me like i am gonna lean on those characters i think just it's, it's a slimmer more simplistic cast that they do a little bit more with um even if like you I think don't know, they do more bar, with the last of us part one so important characters. i think more i think more with the characters with what they have like I just feel like I get to know them a little bit more and they're a little bit more memorable. Even if like bar for bar, the writing is probably like a little bit better in like two than it is one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick that cast personally. I just think it's slimmer. Okay. It's easier to like remember and latch onto. So see, I think yeah. it's easier to remember because there are so few of them, but I think I remember. That's why I think it's impressive that I remember so much and so many about last of us part two characters. And again, to go back even today and watch Joel's death and like, see the way they all interact in that scene again i was like all right this is fucking cool you know what i mean of like the infighting what's going on and how that'll all develop and go out there even like fucking nora right and i see her i'm like oh yeah that's such a cool when she dies and ellie's like maskless and she's like huffing and puffing in the spores and i was like yeah it's fucking cool shit dude i'm voting too bless uh turns out isaac is the name of the, the guy from yeah yeah i was like why did i think it was ishmael's because jeffrey also, wright right oh yeah also it was yes. played by jeffrey wright i forgot about that so it's they a, had jeffrey like, wright for most... 15 minutes and they got every 15 minutes they could get out <laughs> yeah, of him in the video yeah, no wonder they didn't flesh that character out <laughs> god damn uh for me it's last is part two uh and i don't think it's that hard for me uh i think the it's still what greg's saying a bit with in terms of the amount of characters that you care about more deeply where for me in the last of us one i remember a couple years after playing last of us one i'll listen to podcasts or whatever and somebody bring up tess and i'm like who the fuck is tess i don't remember who tess is <laughs> and i'll go back and i'm like oh yeah it's this girl who died shortly into the game um yeah i think for me when it comes to last of us part two the thing i take the thing i take away the most that i love out of last of us part two would be the characters uh i think about the scene often of uh abby and it is i think it's it's her uh and lev uh, might be running away from ismail or might be coming fresh off killing ismail i forget exact and also isaac, isaac sorry not ismail uh, <laughs> atreus I don't know. We don't yeah, have this problem in Last of Us 1, just going to say. Um, well, that's the one character where I was like, they fucked this guy up. Uh, but it, there was the quote from Abby who, uh, uh, where she was like, instead of talking to, to Lev being like, you're my people, right? Uh, kind of ha oh. building up to that that identity. Is that, a, is that your PS3? What is that beeping sound? That's a space heater. Uh, um, is it getting cold in there? Yeah, it's cold. It's getting hot in there. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, building up those characters for me to care about them that much, right? Like the fact, and also the fact that you have that switch through halfway through, and it worked for me in terms of making me care about Abby as a character, a character who I was ready to kill. 
a character who I was ready yeah. to fucking murder in cold blood, right? You put me in her shoes and had me go through a story, and I came out of it being like, oh, man, Abby you might be what? my favorite character in this video point. game. <laughs> I see I where mean, she's Abby coming Lev, from. Is that not just Joel and Ellie, the remix? But, like... that, but that's the point, and, that, and this is why, like, uh, it's kind of, um, when I think about characters, I'm thinking about character uh, uh, arcs, character journey, almost, and that's why the characters and journey are almost the one and the same for me, is that, and that's what I love, is that, Abby turns into Joel, the person that she set out to uh, uh, kill at the beginning of her journey. And uh, she turns into Joel where Joel was at the end of The Last of Us Part 1. And Ellie turns into Joel where Joel was in between the events of his daughter uh, dying and uh, the journey that you take in The Last of Us uh, Part 1, right? And I love that they're constantly, even from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, are the inverse of each other, Ellie and Abby. Mm -hmm. And the amount of character work to go into that, that's why, like, Last of Us Part Two, I think, is infinitely better with uh, with characters, of the amount of character work that you're doing from the beginning of their journey to the end. Part One is great. It's fantastic. Again, we, we have to make these caveats of, like, we're, we're kind of shitting out these, like, uh, these games, but they're still uh, fucking masterpieces in in their own rights, right? Mm -hmm. It's It's a very kind of by-the-numbers... You know, this hardened, cold, uh, sad dad, uh, one of many from PlayStation's uh, library, right? Going from uh, having his walls uh, built up to tearing them down and opening up. And then, f like, tragically enough, because of that kind of journey, right, he, you know, uh, uh, forsakens the, you know, the future of humanity by taking away this cure, right? Um <clears throat> But yeah, I, I just think the, the cyclical nature of not just violence, but who we are as people, um, I think is uh, way more interestingly done yeah. in uh, Last of Us I, Part 2. I, I think the one thing that makes it tough for me is uh, out of all of the duos in the games, the Joel and Ellie duo is the most powerful one and it is the one that works the best for me and has yes. the most impact for me. But I just think the the amount of what they do uh, with Last of Us Part 2 at a very high quality uh, supersedes it. Uh, you know, I, when I get into the side character, like I love Sam and Henry and I love like, uh, I, I enjoy a lot of the side characters in Last of Us Part 1. Last is Part 2, long term, like 10 years from now, yeah, ask me about the side characters in Last is Part 2 versus Part 1. Yeah, I'll be able to na uh, name you Owen. I'll be able to name you uh, the multiple pregnant people <laughs> that got hurt. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. I forgot there are multiple pregnant people in this game. I, yeah. yeah. I feel like, and uh, you know, it, it is, I mean, they're both great games, so, like, it's same difference, right? But, like, for me, I think a lot of what I feel like you guys are describing is the ways the characters function as pawns for storytelling which inherently characters are kind of that because that's how things are constructed but like that a lot of those like those arcs and the like it, that just speaks to like, the general that goes back to journey for me so that's why i personally like think mm -hmm. of what cast sticks with me more which we were kind of arguing that like you guys feel that the last of us 2 cast hit harder for me when i think of last of us 2 it's only a couple that really like stick with me a lot and they're both just the it's just joel and la structure but different but that's just Abby and Love or Joel and Ellie from the first one. So I just feel like gotcha. character wise, I mean, they're great. They're great characters in that game. But I feel like I walk away harder with the characters from the first one. What about the I dog? The did the dog more. not, did the dog yeah. not like, you know, identify with Bro, you? Bro, I forgot about that dog, to be honest. Why? You can't forget about oh, that dog. Remember I mean, you, know, you forgot stadium? about Tess. So we both, mistakes were made, right? Like, <laughs> that, uh, Tess is a real person. <laughs> Pretty much, we're not universal. a real person, but a video game. Pretty person. much universal. Yeah, a real video that. game person. 
Last of Us Part Two on the Patreon stuff. Uh, Dan wrote in again and said Last of Us Part Two. Abby is the best character in either game. Putting that out there, right? That might be true. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. He goes on to talk about. I mean, I, he goes on. Ellie gets so much more development and becomes someone that you have to question whether you support or not. Dina is a great supporting character that I'd love. Oh yeah, I Dina. would have loved to see even more of in game. I love what they do with Tommy. I want to love DLC. Basically, any anyone that was interesting in The Last of Us Part One is more interesting in The Last of Us Part Two. That's in a good Last point. Of Us Part Two adds some legitimately great characters that could stand on their own in separate games remember um what was it was his name manny yeah, yeah. remember manny i do remember manny i brought him up I in did. the beginning remember he spits on joe's puta whatever he says mm-hmm. but he said yeah, yeah, for the record oh, never for the record the whole bitch. sentence the whole record the whole the whole sentence was in spanish not just a word oh, what? manny who randomly speaks in spanish and is a known womanizer yeah i remember manny I remember Mammy very vividly. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, bitch. Not great. Maybe that's why Bandera SN American picked... History Month, and I gotta put in my favorite video game character. The... I'm gonna put Manny because he's like one of the only people I can list. Okay. My favorite so... person in the Last of Us Part Two is the girl Retweet who plays Vegeta. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I was looking at. Hold on. I have the IMDb. That is a open. fun moment. She's listed as portable gamer girl. Which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing about Last of Us Part Two. Finally, even, the representation we've been missing, honestly. E- even these NPCs that you're getting. Like a real portable gamer girl. <laughs> That's my my other favorite characters. Is even these these NPCs that you're fucking murdering, like they make you care about them. Oh, that you just you just good... killed my friend Roger. Oh, Roger. You know no. what? I actually oh, really like. I like that you bring that up because that's something I hadn't thought about. Thinking of characters, characters do go beyond cast. There is, and I do think. While there's a lot of that in one, they amplify it in two. So, but also, you know, I gotta give I gotta give one something because I'm not I'm not gonna give one a lot to be honest. So I'm gonna give Damn. give characters still. Wow. Did I you know wonder... logic was in Last of Us Part Two. Logic. Yeah, I remember that. That was a deal. I'm in the I am I'm on the IMDb and he's credited as yeah. small rattler. Yeah, he uh, he played NPCs. I would have loved to be like in any thing. of these games as just like someone that's like, ah, you know, just like yeah. that's why I didn't get hired though because that's the only. Elijah Wood is a random <laughs> character in God of War Three. <laughs> You just I'm have like a conversation, Janet. Four in the laundry room. It's like know? one of those things when when Abby's walking around the sports stadium, like she passes Manny, and Manny's getting yelled. Like Janet's there, being like, "But why do you just randomly talk in Spanish?" <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. And to be clear, none of the people you're speaking to know Spanish, though, right? So, like, what's going on? Like, Janet, you said you're not going to give Last of Us Part One much. Uh huh. Our next topic is pacing. Mm. Do you want to go with Part One or Part Two? <sighs> I do want to go with part one. Um, This is the other thing I'm giving Last of Us part one. Um, I think it has better pacing in that I can't really imagine someone having a complaint about the pacing. I think when we talk about 1v2, it is a lot about ambition, story, all these other things. But I think the pacing is super well done. Um, I feel very much in the flow of that game. I think they I wish they chaptered it maybe more you know normal like we could chat select it but you know like when you go into the pause you're saving it it has this nice cadence of space and time as you move through the game of like okay we're in the hotel we're in the lobby this is this section i think it it moves like super well and i think we have a nice back and forth of we're with you know a cast we start out with Tess when we get into main gameplay stuff we lose Tess. it's just like i think it ebbs and flows between who we're dealing with with the joel and ellie storyline and then also they allow for those moments of separation that I think feel very natural in the game. Um, well, I think a lot of other games, it does feel like, oh, this is the section where you do this thing. Um, it feels like it fits very well with the story and the progression of those characters. Yeah, I think it's it's, be- it's a beautifully paced game. Um, and its tightness is one of the, I think, better qualities of it when you compare the two. It's not messy. Uh, I think in that cleanness, there is a little bit of 
lack of ambition compared to the second one. But yeah, I think it's paced super well. Lack of ambition. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything I think about the pacing. I struggle to think of something I'd change about the pacing. I yeah, I'm picking part one for pacing as well, which I don't think surprises many people. I've talked a lot about how playing it for review, feeling I was making great time. I'm like, oh man, I'm fucking killing this thing. And then yeah, the like we let you go, boom. Now it's day one Seattle Abbey. And I was like, oh. And it was like back to your point, like this is a, a big chance, a big swing. It's different than Janet, like you were talking, like I get that and I appreciate it. And I eventually got on board with it, but it was such a hard, we were, we were, I don't know cars. We were in the high gear where you're going really fast on the highway and you dropped it back to first. And it was whiplash of like, fuck, I don't care. It wasn't even, I was never the, I don't want to be the girl who or the woman who murdered Joel. It was more this like, ah, oh, we were to something really interesting. Like I want to know what the next sentence and statement is. I don't want to. I don't want to play another eight hours or whatever it was to get back to that point. Well, I love the unconventional narrative structure of it. That's not actually my beef with the pacing. My beef is that Santa Barbara section. Mm. Like it feels so superfluous. Like just in the just in in the pacing because they had such a clean structure of it's narrative A, it's narrative B, and you do know there is going to be that convergence. So I'm not saying that they. I get that they needed to end it with another chunk, but the way that chunk was, I felt like invited, you know, we invited a whole new like faction. It has like that layer of like slavery, which is a very heavy topic that they don't really examine much at all. Then it's like this Jesus imagery. And then even the ending of the game, like looking back on it now, um, which I love the way like it ends like from a, a cinematic perspective, but even that is quite long. It's like, okay, then it's like the fight and then it's a flashback. Then it's the end of the fight. Then you're in the house, you walk around in the house and then you're here and then you cut again and then you cut one last time and she's walking in the field. And it's just like, it's, it's a lot. You I know, it's, you have a hard time finding your lot. footing in it. Um, if I was, if it was a bicycle, I'd be constantly losing my balance on what it. What I liked I think about it though was like, a little, Every time they'd cut, I was like, oh, my God, don't leave it like that. Don't leave it like that. Right. And so, like, when we get to how sad it is to have, you know, Ellie back to the house, everything's gone. We wander through it. And then you open the door to Ellie's room. Right. And all the shit's there. I was like, oh, and then you get the guitar and it cuts to black. And we finally get the conversation of Joel and Ellie on the porch right after the the barn hoedown where they finally have a nice moment because that had been on my mind the entire playthrough. I was just like, oh, my God, like. The final conversation, you know, Joel and Ellie had was like this heated exchange that was like them being super upset with each other. You know, what I mean, we already knew, obviously, that by the time you get to the every time it seemed a little bit worse, like they get in the fight in the ballroom, but or the the dance and then they find, you know, Ellie had called them out on his shit and found out and that had fractured their relationship. You're like, oh, my God, this is going to end that badly. And they never said I love you. They never knew they cared about each other. And we still don't get the I love you, kiddo kind of hugger at, at the end. But you get the. I don't know if I can toxic, ever forgive toxic you. Dad. I don't know if I can forgive you for that, right? But I, I want to try. Like, and that was enough for me. And see Joel get all choked up and cry a little. I was like, okay, fuck yeah, I can deal with that. Like, there are definitely some great pacing decisions. I say, I would say they made in uh, part two. Like, I love that they hold that piece of information, right, Greg, till the very end of the game. Yeah. Because you're constantly like, what the fuck, Ellie? Why are you doing this? And then you get that moment of oh, it's not just because it was her father figure. It's because she was about to have this father figure again that she didn't feel like she really had for the last few years, right? Um, and it's one of those kind of, I go back and forth between the uh, Seattle uh, doing Ellie's thing uh, all in one go and then uh, doing Abby's thing all in one go. 
because like for you know the last two years I've been talking about like I would love a director's cut where you do day one, day one, day two, day two, day yeah. three, day three, and then you get more of that natural ramp up to the climax in the altercation uh, between them, right? The one thing is I I wonder because like you know these are people who have been making this game for years and years it must have been something that they thought about right I wonder in that cadence if they felt like they were failing on the character and journey side of getting you from uh, what Blessing talked about earlier where you start as Abby and you're like I'm ready to kill this character but then because you sit with her in one go by the end of her journey getting back to the climax you're like. Oh, now I get it. And I, I do wonder if the back and forth would have uh, disrupted that in a way that wasn't as successful. Um, but I, I, I still I would also agree, though, that I, I think overall part one, I think, is a base better. But I think that's also because of, you know, the, the more simplistic nature of it. Les, what about you? Yeah, for me, pacing is uh, one of my big critiques when it comes to The Last is Part 2 that I think Part 1 uh, absolutely nails. And it kind of goes back to my original uh, point talking about journey, where I, you know, the journey is so clear in The Last is Part 1. Uh, and I think that allows the pacing to flourish a little bit where every chapter feels necessary. Everything you're doing feels like it's getting you to that to um, that destination. Sure. Where Last is Part 2, doing the thing, which I think is a bold idea, but... Uh, and I think it works in a lot of ways, but in terms of pacing, that's kind of where it gets taken out. Is yeah, that that um, Abby transition and going in, going into her story. Um, but yeah, like regarding Last of Part Two as well, and this is going back to a bit of what what Jana was talking about in terms of the Santa Barbara chapter. Um, I think pacing, better pacing, would fix some of my issues as well as in terms of um, a lot of the big emotional beats of the Last of Part Two, both positive and, ne and negative emotion. Because uh, you get to to Santa Barbara, and it is like Jana said, right, like you get there and there's like slavery there's jesus imagery you get to the final moments and it is this skinny version of abby who's obviously like hung like who who's like uh, starving and like all this stuff right and like this fucked up version of ellie and um last was part two for me is kind of like that friend who just emotionally dumps on you all the time like hey oh man my boyfriend me and them are fr fighting oh here's all my issues oh bro do you have anything good going on do you have anything do you have do you have a like, regular day for me it's kind of like that and i think Pacing that stuff out a bit more, um, or at least a bit more evenly, I think would allow for some of that emotion to digest better for me. Where by the time I get to that end of that game, I'm not feeling so deflated and exhausted by a lot of what's happening. Um, so I think that's sort of where uh, Last of Part Two fails um, in some ways in terms of pacing. But yeah, Last of One, um, I think nails it. And I, not only does it nail it in terms of story and progression, but I think in terms of level design as well. I could go. I could tell you each of the environments you go through in the last last was one right now. You know, like as you're going as you're going through, right? It is yeah, like you know, start off with the suburbs, get here, get go goes to go to Billstown, go to the sewers, go to the like every area stands distinct enough, and I think stands out enough to where the journey never feels stale, right? You feel like you're getting something sure. new and. As I'm uh, as I'm entering new environments, for me in this latest playthrough, I was like, oh yeah, this place isn't that long. Like getting to the sewers, I was like, oh yeah, this isn't gonna take me that long. And as I play through it, it probably took me maybe 30 minutes to an hour, but it felt like 15 minutes, right? For me, that's how, I, the Last of Us does such a good job of making each of its sections uh, stand on its own and shine on its own and not last too long. And so Lastless One would be my pick for pacing. That's it. That's a unanimous one. You like to see. You love to see it. And it's also Last of Us Part One's first win. <laughs> yeah, journey, gameplay, characters all went too. Pacing goes the Last of Us Part One, which brings us to the final one: twists. Janet, what's which game has the best twists? No, Last of Us Part Two, easy. 
Easy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, again, it's kind of by the nature of this kind of story it's trying to tell, it's inherently going to win that um, because it, it's a messier game with so many more layers in having what I'd argue like two story arcs that converge into a single that they, they start out converge, then they diverge and then they converge again, which again, like the last of us two has an unconventional narrative structure in the sense that when you map a conventional narrative structure, it's like, you know, the beginning part, like the r beginning action, the rising action, the climax and the falling action. Like last of us one is completely that while last of us two has like, so many weird pieces of that you know i think even just like there's so many leaks going into two of like a lot of people didn't know that like joel died in two before they played it even reviewers um sometimes knew that but speaking to people after the fact they're like yeah like when i had heard that i was like i guess i know how the game ends and then it's like just kidding that's like the beginning of the game now you're in it baby and it's like oh man okay well first we got dead joel here and then now i'm abby and then abby has the, the new version of ellie and then there's and, and again even for what it's worth with me not being a big fan of santa barbara that was still yet another twist of like actually yeah. here's this whole new hellscape that you're being thrown into <laughs> very like um now that i think about it like you know barrett in the chat had pointed out the i'm assuming that was barrett writing that the california faction yeah. being like the classic evil one to kind of balance out that 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 muddiness is what barrett pointed out and it, it's very much honestly what happens in pulp fiction another story that has unconventional narrative structure where you get to that point with the, you know bring out the gimp and it's like well obviously this person's just evil and these they're messing with these other two people who are here fighting each other and you can argue that they each have their own points again they're not doing anything that hasn't been done in other things before but i think they do masterfully do their twists and their darkness and their crazy stuff like that'll that weird pacing and the other complaints we may have about last of us 2 is what gives it those highs with those twists with the you never really knew what was going to happen next because while sure. it does fit into definitely some tropes of storytelling it is made foreign enough that there are so many surprises and layers to dig into um love it awesome it wins for that for me uh, Patrick agrees with you. He writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny game saying part two for me, other than Joel turning at the end to kill the fireflies, part one really doesn't rely on twists in the conventional way. Like part two did. I think with part one, it's a lot more of quote, Oh, well this path didn't pan out time to try something else. End quote with part two, Jesse dying, Tommy turning so cold, finding out Abby's crew really is, who Abby's crew really is when they meet Joel and Tommy, Ellie abandoning Dina and JJ losing her fingers, losing her ability to ever be able to connect with Joel again through the guitar. A lot of twists in terms of part two that ultimately make the story so satisfying sure yeah he's not even going through all of them right and I, that's where i come down on too i think you know it, it's weird because i feel like the twist there i would say if i'm reaching in last of us part one there's three twists and it would be the death of sarah in the beginning which if you had been paying attention to materials ahead of time you assume she's not going to make it or why if you would look at the box when you put the disc inside Wow, is, is Sarah dead there? Is she like this? I mean, <laughs> it's her with a fucking like, what do you think? She's Sarah's, uh, she's Ellie's sister. I, 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 exactly. I will honestly say, and this was way back in the day when I was less in tune with the games and stuff. Sure. Like just remembering the marketing and like I think seeing a moment of Sarah in like one of the trailers and then seeing Ellie, like I thought they were the same character, but she had like just dyed her hair brown or some shit. Oh my God. That's and so I didn't, I didn't I mean, end like, up playing Last of Us until back, I want to say like 2015. Sorry. And back to like the trip, typical zombie trope stuff for like it's a very tried and true zombie story. Like, I wouldn't have put it past another thing to be that, you know, you, her and Tommy are leaving and then 
it's just a you just as Joel wake up and we don't know what happened to Sarah and that's revealed right. later in the game, right? I think it was the in your face, you've just started this game, you've been thrown into the fire kind of thing, and she, she gets shot and dies in your arms. Like that was also never that was a that twist the, in terms of it. It the was apocalypse intense. didn't kill Sarah, the government did. Like exactly. never forget that. Anyways, there's that one. Uh, and then uh, uh, obviously at the end, the move here of like, yeah, you know, you kill the doctor and uh, uh, lie to Ellie. Shit, we got so sidetracked. I forgot the middle one I wanted to toss in. Maybe just David and seeing what's up with David. I feel like oh, no, people, when Joel though, when like, Joel gets hurt and you you start playing as Ellie. When, remember yes. like, when Joel got hurt and then we picked up his Ellie and it was like, is Joel dead? I don't know. And then finally you have that conversation with David and she's like, antibiotics? And you're like, oh my God, Joel's alive. We're going to do it. That was the other one. Those are the quote unquote twists. And some of those are reaches, I think, you know what I mean? And, our, and they're mm. more intense moments that are, you know, you know, uh, poignant moments, whatever you want to call them, uh, that hit that way. Whereas, yeah, I think last of us part two, it sucks because obviously we can't review it in a what if thing where it was that, you know, yeah, when golf clubs were fucking everywhere on Twitter, it was like, oh, okay, Abby is gonna. This woman, Abby, is gonna kill Joel with the golf club. I get it, blah blah. blah. But still, playing as much know that as we when did, I played. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah, playing, yeah. knowing that, and playing it, you know, through it and seeing and stuff like that. Like, I still think that stuff hits in a very interesting way. And again, back to even, you know, the twist of. I remember when uh, we, you know, whatever you black out, fade to black and fade back in, and we're at the farmhouse with uh, uh, Dina and, and the baby, right? And it was like. I was alternating like I can't believe they're going to end this game happily, and then of course I, mean, I kept alternating like I can't believe it's going to be happy, and then going oh no it's not going to be happy like Ellie's going to shoot me from over the hill like when we were out in the yard I was so like <laughs> like waiting for the sniper <laughs> shot I had to that come same in and get exact it. Feeling, holy You're shit. like they're not going to let us so get out funny. of this, and then it keeps going right like I think it, I think Glass of Us Part Two is way more twisty, and I think it works for what it is. Even like again, the feeling of Last of Us Part One. You kind I, it's retrospect, I guess, especially because I just talked about the twist of, you know, as Joel dead, you felt like they were kind of safe, right? Everybody around them was always in danger. Whereas in Last of Us Part Two, I really felt that of like, well, is Dina going to be okay or this? And even when Jesse gets shot in the head, like unceremoniously, right? Like it's just, poof, and he's down and then Tommy's there and is Tommy going to get shot? Did Tommy get shot? This back and forth. Like, I think there was more twist and more unknown drama there. Blessing, do you agree? Yeah, I agree fully. I think Last of Us Part, Last of Us Part Two, I would say, not just versus last is part one but i think in general in video games might be the twist king like that there are so many twists wow. in the last is part two and there are like there are very exciting twists that explore what that world is and like that could be simple as dina saying oh i'm pregnant like that alone i remember having that moment going oh shit <laughs> i did not see that coming oh and like having the moments of building up and being like Oh, why is she feeling sick? Oh, did she throw? Why is she throwing up? Like, what's going on with Dina? And then, like, right before she said, I was like, I wonder if she's pregnant. And then she said she's pregnant, right? Like that, right there alone hit me. Let alone uh, the Rat King as uh, an enemy that appears. <laughs> oh out my of god, nowhere. yes, you know, the like, Rat King. Let's we forget. Rat King. Yeah, long live the Rat do, King. Do, do, I, do, do, King. Do you guys know him. why it's called the Rat King? I just learned this over the weekend. No, isn't yeah. that like a thing with rats? Like, yeah. if you get a bunch of rats together, together yeah. Yeah, yeah, they all fucking. Oh, I know. Oh, wait, awful. hold on. What's going on? We're tying rats so, together. So, then... so, if like rats um, are, if a bunch of rats are like closely uh, are, are close together for a long time, their tails can uh, kind of uh, twist together and they kind of like form into form one in a way and so like uh, that's like the insinuation with the rat king right is that a bunch of infected were close together oh. and then eventually just kind of morphed into one i hate that imagery awful. so much it's so that is terrible I, I was thinking about that again as another big moment where like 
The Last of Us 1 definitely has some big moments as well that I look forward to, like, replaying again and again. But I'm like, it's funny because Last of Us 2's moment, like, it's so good. But at the same time, I do relate to the people who have written in and been like, I don't know if I ever want to play that again. Because yeah. I was thinking about the stress that it would yeah. be to really play it again. And I'm like, geez, game. that's kind of too much. But I remember when we got to that wrecking section and praying that I'm like, make this a cool little chase thing. But we're not going to fight it, are we? And then when we had to, I was like... It's God it's time damn. to become a pro gamer here and really here try go. to. And then they had the gall to put like, by the way, there's a collectible right after that. I'm like, just put the coins somewhere else, man. Put them somewhere else. <laughs> but yeah, the tool. I, the I, parking garage, by the way. I think the twist, <laughs> the twist in the last part two, I think make that game uh, what it is. And I think that's uh, goes back to. You know, Greg talking about how this game feels like reading a book to him, right? I, I think part of that is what makes Last of Us Part Two so engaging is that moment to moment, there is always something pulling your interest that is happening in the story and that makes you go, huh, didn't see that coming, or huh, oh man, this is a cool moment, or huh, like, there's always, even even like Lev's backstory as a character, right? Like there are twists in that that had me like, oh shoot, all right, this is where they're going with that. Um, moment to moment, I think there are, there are very interesting things happening that they pepper in constantly that um, uh, that really engage the player. And I think that comes down to all the twists that happen versus yeah, Last of Us 1 has like a few twists. And I think they're cool twists and powerful twists, but I, I, I think overall, Last of Us Part Two is a game that I, a central theme itself is a twist when you're talking about both Joel dying and then the switch to Abby. Um, yeah. And so I got I got to give it to Last of Us Part, Last of Us Part Two with ease. So by our rubric here, by score of four to one, Last of Us Part Two beats Last of Us Part One. Damn, Does anyone sounds right? Does, is, mm -hmm. uh, now that even we've gone through this, we've done the whole facts check. We've you know, is anybody want to make an argument that all that said, we must fly in the face of the statistics and say Last of Us Part One is a better game. I think by by rubric, because uh, I think I gave more like I gave I think I gave three out of five to um, Last of Us Part Two. Based well, I was on going, I was rubric. yeah, but I was saying you know you get voted down, you know what I mean? So like there's one. I think even by the other way, it still wins. So yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm more so saying that like yeah, by this rubric, I would give it to Last of Us Part Two. By my own rubric of which one I enjoy more and like better and think is better, I'll still go Last of Us Part One. Wow, um, but yeah, defying math here. Defined. He hates I mean, being the, objective, you know. This I mean, what was we, this rubric we, we created by a robot that is definitive, or was this it created was by Greg? Was this rubric created by Greg Miller and Janet Garcia, who already knew they loved the Last of Us Part Two? Think about it, everybody. Um, Too sweet. Janet. Ruining our our one opportunity to do an objective review. Um, just kidding. That doesn't exist. That's why it was a joke. That doesn't exist. Please stop asking for it because it doesn't exist. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Last of Us Two better. I mean, I do think that last of us one may be more fun to play like i wonder over time like like what my replay because i actually didn't get the platinum for last of us two yet so i'm saving oh, that and do gonna do like a replay and i'm like i wonder how that is gonna hit because i do think last of us one yeah sure it's like dark and it's it is scary and i do have moments of stress where i'm like oh my god this i forgot this game is scary no thank you i just want to turn on the generator and like do my thing oh the Go generator away. section yeah awful. which wasn't really wasn't awful. too bad it was the stalkers before which barrett you had mentioned that in in slack and i don't know if you brought it up again on i, the I brought of, it up in the review for yeah for yeah Gamescast. they are scarier in this remake um but yeah i think it's it's a more fun time and it's like a calmer more expected time so i could see myself playing one more but it's, mostly, it's like the jack one jack two thing like i play jack one a lot even though i like jack two more but we'll see fair enough oh. ladies and gentlemen there you go your winner is last of us part two congratulations to naughty dog
and apologies to Naughty Dog. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this show is made possible by you and patreon.com slash kind of funny games over there. You can get the show ad free. You can ride to be part of the show. You can be a Patreon producer. You get the post show we do. You can be watching live like Cameron Kennedy is, Anthony is, and Jake are. Uh, however, if you're not any of those people right now or on Patreon later, guess what? That means you have to listen to the ads, and here they are. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You don't know who's looking through all your stuff, finding all of your Nintendo Switches, your PlayStation Vitas, or all the other things that you're hiding in there. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent. Nobody wants that. That sounds like a bad time for everybody. You can browse more anonymous it's easy to use and it works on all devices i love expressvpn it is super simple to use i feel safe across all of my devices knowing that whether i'm on my desktop or my mobile phone people aren't getting in there i'm safe on the internet and what i look at what i browse that's mine that's for me to know secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n.com slash kind of funny and you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash kind of funny next up shout out to chime like a cool breeze chime is a refreshing way to handle your money there's no monthly fees no maintenance fees and no minimum balance fees so it's how banking should be done and when you need access to your money you can do so fee free at more than 60,000 in network atms at many locations like most walgreens or 7-elevens you can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on chime fee free for you and no cash out fees for them chime no monthly fees no vibe killing fees sign up for a chime checking account it only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games chime is a financial technology company not a bank banking services provided by a debit card issued by the Bancorp bank or stride bank na members fdic out of network atm withdrawal fees apply except at money pass atm in a 7-eleven location and at all owl point or visa plus alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Chime.com slash KF Games. Blessing, what's happening this week in PlayStation? Uh, I want to start off by asking the question, what do we want out of PlayStation mobile games? Ask trophies. This, uh, Greg says trophies. Janet, do you have an answer already? Or can uh, I actually I read the story, Greg? Uh, this, I asked <laughs> ask this because this last week over on the PlayStation blog, they announced that uh, PlayStation has, is welcoming Savage Studios into the PlayStation Studios family. Uh, this is Herman the Hot Man host over at the PlayStation blog. Hello, PlayStation Nation. Today, we announced that we have entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Savage Game Studios, a hugely talented team of creatives with many years of experience making some of the most popular games, popular mobile games enjoyed by players around the world. Savage Game Studios is joining a newly created PlayStation Studios mobile division, which will operate independently from our console development and focus on innovative, on-the-go experiences based on new and existing PlayStation IP. They're already working on a new unannounced AAA mobile live service uh, action game. It's too early to reveal more, but I'm so excited for uh, when they'll be able to. Janet Garcia, what would you want out of a PlayStation mobile game? I guess I'd want like a baby version of previous like handheld console experience or handheld console experiences. But so thinking of like using that unique hardware to create something that feels fit for that hardware. Um, I guess if I had to think of IP specifically, like what existing IP I'd want to see from it, maybe 
I don't know, all I can think now of like how they did Mario Run, like Sackboy Run is inevitably gonna come out. And I don't actually think I we, want that. We already have Uncharted told you. Run. We, yeah. <laughs> and remember, there yeah. was a Sack... Uh, people hit me up, there was a Sackboy mobile game. I, no, I know, I just think that's what they're gonna do again. Yeah, um, so I'd want something more, I don't know, like some interesting, creative, funky stuff there. Um, I want Media Molecule to do something with this because I feel like that'd be weird and twisted uh shout out to keegan hill in the chat saying last of us mobile edition yeah like we go to places in real life there we go there he's running he's run, sack sack boy, running run. and jumping wait is that was that the name of the game run sack boy run yeah it was oh. i forgot about Rose this off the tongue. But I, I could do, do right? that i could do i mean that remember again, of course when I you're on the to. google play store right now it says playstation mobile incorporated like a lot of people forget that this is just the fucking matrix reboot like we've lived this before i was in the e3 audience when they announced playstation were you mobile happy in this timeline no they didn't try hard nobody cared <laughs> oh wait, you're saying playstation was excited you're you weren't excited in the oh audience. i was as a person right. i was happy yeah, yes yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh okay, okay you were okay that's good well i'm a happy person all the time gene maybe we can replicate that with this very aggressive episode. What, Greg, you, what do you what want you about want? PlayStation Mobile? Sorry, we just pointed it to two different directions. I know, Greg, we you did. Just, just shout them at the same time. That'll be the best I mean, way to get through it. I think this is going to be different than last time around. I think PlayStation and mobile games have come. I think mobile games have come a long way in terms of what they do and, you know, them being more games than ever rather than, you know, gotcha things or trying to take advantage of you or just stupid apps. Uh, and I think PlayStation recognizes that. I think the fact that Herman's introducing this, the fact that they're talking about being its own silo in the first party, they're getting teams in like savage game that know what they're doing to come in and make these things all right cool let's go let's see let's see you know playstation i like that playstation tries different things and sometimes that's successful like playstation vr sometimes it's a bit more floundering like guns up and all the things the incubator they were running out of sony santa monica for some of the weird stuff and kill strain that moba thing they wanted to do but it's cool to see them try especially when they're you know both the market leader right now and then also they have so much ip that could be something cool and i do think a playstation mobile game could be cool you know it's similar to them taking on pc which of course uh herman wrote about in the blog too because this entire blog had a giant paragraph trying to talk down the fanboys who would inevitably be pissed off about this but it's that idea of getting them into more places and doing different things and i would love to see these feel like a playstation experience i would love to see it unified i made the comment about trophies but i'm serious like i think it'd be awesome if you did had the option if you wanted to to log into your psn account from this thing and then get those to pop over there and make it really feel like these aren't weird knockoff things you're getting at the dollar store these are real playstation experiences they are part of the same ecosystem that includes the playstation 5 the playstation 4 everything on pc and the movies and the tv shows and like PlayStation is a brand bigger than the console underneath your TV. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, bit, a bigger mobile push, <laughs> like you're talking about, Greg, where even them welcoming them into the PlayStation Studios family, I think, is a show of, no, we're taking this seriously. Because I could easily see a PlayStation that is, hey, we're acquiring Savage Studios, but like they're not PlayStation Studios. They're just, you know, we're our mobile game division. We're just yeah. looping them all in there. I think them putting out a whole blog post that is Herman Holst writing and them talking about, yeah, no, they're part of the PlayStation Studios family, I think speaks to it being a bigger initiative, along with what we've talked about before in previous years of like them hiring leads to, be, uh, leads to lead the mobile push for PlayStation. I think this falls in line with, yeah, how we talk about PC, how we talk about movies, how we talk about expanding the playstation ips you have or maybe even using some of the ips that aren't as active right because like obviously based on the movies they're not afraid to reach in there and grab out gravity rush or reach in there and grab out twisted metal or ips that we that would surprise us um i'm curious to see what they do with it if i had to 
have my own requests out of what I want out of a PlayStation mobile experience. I think Janet might touch on a little bit of gold in terms of media molecule. Um, I think it'd be cool to see some sort of like app for people to make, uh, develop their dreams on mobile and maybe like test them out or maybe use that as a, Oh yeah. Like I can play dreams on phone. Right. That'd and, like, be a cool way to that do out it. That way. Yeah. Try this to figure that out. Yeah. I think there could be something interesting you do there. Um, I, I'd be down for a Spider-Man mobile game as well. Like something that you is, guys are crazy. I mean, that's crazy, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what my pitch for the game would be, but I think that would be some. If you could find a cool concept for a Spider-Man game on mobile, that would be enough for me to actually pick up my phone and play a, a mobile <laughs> game because I'm not a mobile game person at all. But we'll see. Maybe they. It's do just that whole cool. thing, right? This is a newly created PlayStation Studios mobile division, which will operate independently from our console development and focus on it. So it's like you're not getting. Well, I guess the Spider-Man, well, I like, think you go there, but you're not getting it from Insomniac. Not, you're not, no, not from Insomniac. No, you're not getting it probably from Media Molecule, even though it'd be cool if they could. Media Molecule is the kind of bunch of beautiful, amazing weirdos that I could see <laughs> being like, you know what? We would like to do this. We would like to make a mobile game. Yeah, right but I, this strikes me the same way that oh fuck fire sprite studios is working on uh the call of the well i was gonna say call of duty the horizon call of the mountain game for vr right like i would think yeah savage studios is working on the horizon call of the valley game for mobile like i i i think it's I gonna finally be more get my farm thing. my animal farm yeah, yeah you finally you finally get your I want oh my god that would be machine dope. farm so bad come on y'all that would be great animal crossing but it's horizon on mobile yeah I, I'll buy it. I'll sell at least probably two copies to someone who's following me. Come on. It's <laughs> and Horizon Call of the Valley would be, actually be a, a name that works for that. So, yeah, it'll right? make it happen. That's my answer, actually. Give me, yeah, Animal Crossing Horizon. Yes. We did it. Uh, we also got PlayStation Plus games for September. They had been announced. Uh, and off of this, I want to do a new thing for this. What's <gasps> the one recommendation each of us have for the month? Uh, of course, PlayStation Plus being announced for this month doesn't only come with just PlayStation Essentials, as they usually do. They're also announcing PlayStation Extra and PlayStation Premium titles. So starting with PlayStation Plus Essential games, on September 6th, you're getting Need for Speed Heat for PS4, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus for PS4, and Toem for PS5. Uh, for PlayStation Plus Extra, on September 20th, you're getting Deathloop, Assassin's Creed Origins, Watch Dogs 2, Dragon Ball's Universe 2, Spirit Fair, Farewell Edition, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Monster Energy Supercross, Alex Kidd and Miracle World, Rabbids Invasion, uh, Rayman Legends, uh, and then Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, Complete Edition. Then for PlayStation Plus Premium, we're getting a bunch of bullshit. Uh, what's the one... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're getting Siphon Filter 2, the Sly Collection uh, for PS3, Sly Cooper Thieves in Time for PS3, Bentley's Hack Pack for PS3, and then Toy, Sto <laughs> Toy Story 3 for PSP, and then Kingdom of Paradise for PSP. Greg, I'm gonna start with you. What's your one wreck? <laughs> the one flash of Toy Story on the screen. I mean, it's one of those things. We're looking at Toy Story three on PSP right here, and it looks pretty good. All right, no, say, I mean, it's, it's gonna, it looks like a fun time. Off the giant list of video games you've dropped here, you gotta, I gotta go Tome, of course. You know how much I love Tome. I don't think enough people played Tome, and Tome is now on the, the PlayStation Plus essential thing. And so it's a great platinum. It's a beautiful game. It's fun to play. Portillo's in it. Oh yeah, Jen worked on the stuff for it, but you know. I hate a lot of their games. Don't even get me started on OFK. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, re I'm right there. Did you see me? I put it in the notes down there. I'm like, I want to talk about Rumble first, but if we have will, a chance. I will but jump anyway. on with that if you All bring right, it cool, up. Cool, cool, cool. So I'd say, yeah, Tom. Janet? Are we only, it's just from the entire list or just essential? From the entire list. Entire list. Uh, from, okay, well, Tom's already spoken for, so, but I, I second Tom. Tom's really You fun. know what you're going to say. Oh, uh, yeah. Chicory, a colorful tale. There it is. There, there you go. 
And I'll say play definitely. one of the best games ever. And also, or that because that's also a really good game. All three of these games are great. Yeah, yeah. But also Literally. Rayman. <laughs> but also Rayman Legends because none Rayman of people Legends, played that. Yes. Legends and Origins are uh, freaking supposed fantastic. Supposed to be one for a list, all right? You guys are getting... Must well, I added play. in Rayman Legends as right, the number four, okay? That's Barrett's yes. choice. Let's try to stick to the rules, all right? That's why we have <laughs> stakes. It, may, it gives it stakes, the fact that you can only choose one. Oh, also, can I can I say something really quick? Sure. I was going to be so hurt if you said no, because I was like, <laughs> what the fuck do I do now? Okay, um, I was playing on my PlayStation, as many of us are at many of the times, and I got yes, that little notification. Us. I got the notification. What do y'all what do y'all think this is? It was, of course, hey, last chance to download your PS Plus games for our and you know what? I clicked on it and mm. I downloaded all of them. Fuck yeah, you honor. did. Bro. Even though and, and just to be clear, Yakuza, you don't need to download them. You can just add them to your library. And well, it's no, fine. no, I hit add to library. That's what I meant. Okay, Sorry, okay. I misspoke. I hit add to library, even Yakuza Like a Dragon, which I'm already playing on Xbox, which I don't see myself start, but I'm like, you know what? I guess it. my Why thing's not? gotten so bloated anyway with this whole PS plus 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 that I'm like, you know what? You I guess it doesn't hurt bit, to Janet. add it. I guess it doesn't hurt to add it, you know? So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep that up, but I was like, it reminded me. Why not? I'm here. Yeah. I'm in it's between like, games right it, now. What does it I'm hurt to have Yakuza like a dragon in your library? Exactly. It, does, it doesn't hurt. So I, 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 I did claim it. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about our PlayStation picks for this week. The yes, drop picks, looks picks, like picks. this. Uh, Destroy All Humans 2 <laughs> Repro came to P PS5 on Tuesday, August 30th. Inscription. Barrett, do you want the collector's edition? It comes with a statue. <laughs> you sure you don't want to hold that again. for snowbike? Mike? I can't do this like? again. I got to take camera hop off the screen. Um, I can't, Greg. Okay, I've had this to, fucking I mean, It's statue. already on the way, but if you take it to FedEx uh, and pay out of your pocket. What's the statue look like? It's, it, oh, hold no, on. it's I can, hideous. I can find a picture. Hold on. I really, uh, like, have you heard the story, Janet? Destroy no, I haven't. So Snowbike Mike is a big Destroy All Humans fan, apparently. Who the fuck knows if that's the case? But he was super excited when they put out the last re-release. Sure. And then they hit us up, and they're like, hey, like you know, we have the collector's edition that comes with like a whatever. I want to say like a, a four-foot statue, but that's insane. It's not that. No, it's, it's, a big, it's, it's, it's. Okay, so here here it is, and it it's is this it's two ugly feet. ass statue. It's two, two feet. feet the tall statue. Yeah. And Mike was like, I would love that. And I I was like, all right, cool. We'll do an unboxing. So we'll send it to Barrett, and then you can just pick it up from Barrett. Well, and so I, now for what three years this thing is sat at Barrett's house. But I also I also think it. it was like. But at the time, Mike wasn't even working for us. Like I don't like <laughs> XCast. XCast hadn't even begun yet. Even him as a part timer. So it was like I was the only one who cared about the Destroy All Humans uh, original remake. And so yeah. yeah, I got it was that, and then also um, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, where I got two of these huge boxes. Uh, SpongeBob also came with like four uh, or five little statue uh, statues. And, you know, I was able to easily kind of like uh, send those off. But this crypto one that I've been saving for Mike, because, you know, even before he started working uh, at KF, he was, uh, I was like, yo, I need to get this out of my house. And he was like, I will pick that up one day. I was like, all right, Mike, I'm saving it for you. <laughs> one day. And it is two years later, Janet. My wife is still very upset at me that this alien statue is, is still in our house. Very creepy. Lulu noticed it for the very first nice. time, like a month ago. <laughs> oh, no. And the fear that I saw in this dog I had never seen in my life. And she's not like a huge dog, so she gets scared all the time, but it was like one of those just like what she realized she was looking at. Um, so my wife is now using it as a uh, a wig holder because she has like some some fun like, colored <laughs> wigs and stuff. That's so awesome. right now, Crypto has like a really cute bob cut with, uh, with rainbow yeah. hair. So there you go.
Can I tell yes. you, I did not realize this little guy's name was Crypto until yeah. I got a press email a couple months ago, and they're like, Crypto is coming to And I was like, why the fuck is this PR person sending <laughs> me stuff about NFTs? <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> cryptocurrency. And then I read the email, and I was like, oh, I see. I see. It's the name of the alien. Yeah. It's Crypto's cool. monster, yeah. Crypto's monster. Um, crypto was That's funny because Crypto is actually like a clone, and, and your boss is the original Crypto, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Damn. Look at us. The lore. Learning, Se learning destroy all humans. The lore of destroy all humans. Wow, holy shit. Uh, we also got Inscription for PS5 and PS4. That's coming Tuesday, August 30th. That's one that I want to get back to. I'm so ashamed that I never played more Inscription because it is completely my type of game, but I fell off for whatever reason. I don't think I'm going to hop back on on PlayStation. I think I will pick up my Steam Deck and just continue there because I have my save on PC. Um, but Inscription, if you're on PlayStation and haven't checked it out yet, it's one that you should probably check out. It won a lot of awards uh, from like GDC Indie Awards and other stuff as well. So uh, pay attention to that one. We got TMNT, the Cowabunga Collection for PS5 and PS4 on Tuesday, August 30th. Uh, Tinykin for PS4, that came out Tuesday, August 30th. I think Jana's going to talk about that in a second. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, All-Star Battle R comes out play on PlayStation 5 and PS4 on Friday, September 2nd. That is a JoJo's fighting game that I actually got to check out over at uh, Summer, Summer Game Fest uh, as a preview. And it seemed pretty fun. It seemed pretty all right. If you're somebody who like, <laughs> likes games like Dragon Ball Z Budokai or like those anime fighting games, this one's a 2D one, but you kind of shift around in 3D space, like Budokai. Uh, pay attention to it, possibly. Uh, we got Lego Brawls for PS5 and PS4. That's coming Friday, September 2nd. That's another one we played at Summer I Game Fest. I was going to say, right? how did that one strike you from Summer Game Fest, Bless, when we played that The thing? Summer Game Fest bangers. Uh, I don't know if I would call this Lego Brawls. This is not a banger. <laughs> this is not a banger. This is not a bopper. This is not something you need to pay attention to, probably. Yeah, no, you can probably skip on Lego Brawls. Um, but one that you uh, maybe could, could skip, could not skip, depending on how you feel. Last is part one. That comes out PS5 on Friday, September 2nd. Janet, what'd you pick to play on PlayStation this week? Uh, I'm playing Tinykin. Now, admittedly, I'm technically playing on the Nintendo Switch, but it's on PlayStation, so I have it on here. I know. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> also, because um, y'all have no place to get this information, I kind of funny because kind of funny hates Nintendo, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Or the other way around, I don't know. Um, but uh, it runs fine on Switch, so I, I think so far I've heard it runs pretty good everywhere. It's also on Game Pass, which we don't talk about here because that's not PlayStation. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. I will say, I kind of wish Game I was, Pass every episode. I wish I was playing on PlayStation because I want these trophies. I'm not sure if this has a plat. If it does, I bet it's awesome to get because this game's fantastic. Um, it is not like necessarily reinventing the wheel. It's very much a Pikmin style, you know, Chibi Robo esque. Platinum confirmed. Platinum confirmed. Oh my god! I yo, if we get code for PlayStation, let me know. I'll switch right now. I'm only an hour in on Switch. Um, I am really enjoying this. What I really love about it is you're moving around a like regular kind of house um, and just exploring and find these little creatures called Tinykin, and they can be used to like carry things and like open up things for you. And it. It's just so like loving and cute. It has a, if you're looking at the video uh, version, you can see that it has this really like fun cartoony art style. The main character kind of moves in a Paper Mario-esque kind of 2D moving through 3D space type of look. And what, what I love about it is it's just so fun and playful. Um, the exploration, like the cadence of exploration is so natural, like, I love just digging into what's going on in the world and I conveniently will, you know, stumble across, oh, here's a, a button I can pick up. And then later I'll talk to an NPC who's like, we're missing the button for this like TV. I'm like, great, already got it. Or I can work the other way, talk to people and then go out on intentional quests. Like you can, you can skateboard on a small bar of soap in this game. Like cool. I yeah. am love absolutely soap. loving it. And the sound design's superb too. I don't know who did the sound design work on it, but it's such a good use of like, 
it has that good pickup sound, you know, when you're like in a little adventure game and it sounds super satisfying and then popping the stuff that the little tiny kin are in is like the right kind of cartoony gross. And a special shout out to the fact that when you do stuff in the game, like you can do stuff like um, target a cup and like move the cup to make like the ruler fall down. And when you do something like that, all the tiny can go, yay. And it's so cute. <laughs> it's like, this is just like, a fun-ass, enjoyable game. It's some of my favorite time I think I've spent in a game in a while. Not to say that I haven't played, quote-unquote, better games than Tinykin recently, but it's just one of those where it's like, they did a good job, they were detailed, they were thorough, and I'm having fun, and I'm like, the hours are melting away while playing Tinykin. I'm only like an hour or so into it, but I'm absolutely loving it. So, yeah, go play it. Do you have any idea how long it is? I believe from, I had to do a quick Google around some reviews, and I believe one of the reviews said it's about six hours. Okay. Oh. It's kind of where and, they and, put it out. Oh, damn. And, you just sold me. <laughs> and I was saying. Um, Plus or minus for completionism. I, I think Andy was streaming it yesterday or something like that. Yeah. By right. the time we got to the Gamescast recording, he was like, I just finished it. So he, he did it pretty damn. quickly as well, I think. Or maybe I misheard him, but like when he said that, I was like, "Oh, so that's not a like a super long game." Yeah, I'm so. gonna boot that. I was, I was gonna turn this into a conversation of, "Listen, we can just all start a pact right now that we don't have to replay God of War because no, I want to play." It. Why are you trying it's to get out of God? Time. Listen, we all I have other things it. to play, but come on, don't you want to be I mean, ready? What else is there? To, it's you, don't have, you don't even know Atreus's name. So, I don't I mean, you're when it's gonna get uh, sweaty and crazy, you know. It is. Um, well, let me go pull up my Google. My um, I've only been able to do so. I, I only did that one hour of Tinykin, and then I know it's going to stretch longer for me because I'm really just enjoying like hanging out. Like I'm not in a rush to like let me check this objective, let me like get this done because it's just super fun. Um, since I do have it on Switch, I probably will go and just play it on the plane, which is going to be tough because you know I love to sleep on the airplane. Mm. But on the flight, the flight to Seattle is only like two hours. I think I'm just going to use that as my Tinykin time. I do but have. It's awesome breaking news that I'm sure everybody who's listened to the show for a long time knows. Blessing Adioye doesn't know shit. Andy says no, he has not beaten Tinykin. You mean Barry? What? 2.5. No, no, it was you, Blessing. It was you. No, I'm sorry. You said it was. No, I'll own up that it was me, but I also did say, I did hear Andy say word for word, I just finished Tinykin right before we started Gamescast. He must have meant he just stopped playing. He did two and a half levels yesterday. Yeah, Andy's okay, official gotcha. review as of now is it's fun and very good. So there you go. That's all okay. you need to know. Cool. Oh, I will. I'll, I'll shoot Barrett some credit here. Uh, September isn't that busy. I thought I was busy, yeah, exactly, but like, I'm man. looking through. It's, it's the perfect. We three. accidentally picked the perfect month to replay God of War. We're the best yeah. guys. I will say it might We're be even greatest. shorter than the six because, and this is where I got the length from. Um, Destructor's review said not too long, not too short. Um, if you're looking to uh, do all the main stuff, expect a pretty methodical six hours. So I'm guessing that means you can oh, okay. finish it faster. I love even that. than the six. But yeah, it's it's great anyway. Because the art style looks cool it. as hell too. Um, this is one that I, I discovered because Shuhei Yoshida tweeted about it um, mm -hmm. probably a few weeks ago, maybe months ago, and I was like, oh, what is this cool looking game? The art, What's the art style this looks all really about cool. here. What's this all about here? Uh, and so I'm gonna fit this into my my September because yeah, yeah, right now September what is what uh, Melly Hellsinger, which I'm definitely gonna play. But that's Ooh. coming out September 15th. There's a game called Melatonin that I'm actually pretty excited for. That's like a cool little rhythm game. Mm. It puts you to sleep. Um, but that's not gonna be long. And then Return of Monkey Island, which who oh. knows when we're gonna play that. Cool. And it, it, it didn't the like collection just have like a sale or something? I kind of want to like go through the Monkey Island games. Yeah. Also, I want to save that for the monkey screen. around. Mm, I do want a monkey oh, around. Monkey I also want to follow up. Me on and Barrett the, love the monkey games. Yeah. Uh, the the crypto uh, statue. It wasn't just the statue. It was also a backpack as well. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> that's feathers. that's another thing that's also in our house that my wife. Oh, was they look like little homies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do like, look like you guys homies. gotta look at the video version because. <laughs> 
the <laughs> when you see the one, it's one thing, but then when you see His bro. the pal hanging out, <laughs> it hits different. Um, you can't separate them it's either. Amazing. They're a package deal. Uh, for what I picked to play on PlayStation this week, I'll let you guys choose what you want me to talk about. Ooh. I can talk about Guilty Gear Strive. I can talk about Destiny 2. I can talk about Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Oh, man. Or I can talk about a game that's not on PlayStation called Immortality. <laughs> uh, which one I on guess, PlayStation? Yeah, yeah we have to do PlayStation. That'll I think... be my, my PSP port software to PlayStation. Destiny 2, because on your Instagram stories, I saw you put up a picture of Destiny 2, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I want to hear about that. Yeah, I would say Destiny 2 as well. So I picked up Destiny 2 uh, because of the new announcements. They had a, a big showcase talking about what's coming up for Destiny 2. Uh, and that and one of the things they showed was, I forget what they called it, but like it was a trailer for the new thing coming out next year that looks very like neon and cyberpunky and looks dope as hell, honestly, uh, the new expansion that's coming up. Um, that was a reminder of, oh, yeah, I had fun playing Destiny 2 when that first came out, right? I played so much Destiny 2 that first Oh, month. yes, I enjoyed this, I remember. I enjoyed this video game. I remember, and I like I twiddled my mustache. Um, and so I went. I downloaded Destiny Two, and I've been trying to convince all my friends to hop into Destiny Two with me. Um, I was able to convince my friend Yami. Uh, she downloaded it, and we played quite a bit. I probably played what, maybe four-ish hours, oh, maybe wow. five hours. Yeah, I, I played. Uh, I started off playing actually with my friend Kayla, um, who's a big, big Destiny fan. Um, and she, I, I, I hit her up because I was like, okay, you're going to be the person that teaches me how the fuck I get into this thing. Um, and so she started me off with the, oh, uh, beyond, no, was it beyond light? It was one of the campaigns that she wanted to run me through so I can get a special ability. It was like a stasis ability that people go crazy over. But then after we played, she was like, actually, fuck this. This campaign is it's fine. Get into um, the Witch Queen, which is the latest one that they've been mm. offering for free um, since the showcase that might be up now. Um, and so I hit up Yami. We started playing um, Witch Queen earlier uh, this week. Uh, and honestly, Destiny 2, that's a game with some fantastic gameplay. I forgot how fun the gunplay is. Yeah. I forgot how great the guns are, how um, engaging the gameplay is. It is such a fun game to play moment to moment. Uh, the thing that lost me is just that I, I've missed out so much on what's happening in Destiny and the Destiny lore. So hopping into the Witch Queen, there's like, there are things happening, Greg and Janet. This uh, Savathun's ship came through. And let me tell you, that. we had to go into the ship and hold our ground. And I was very yeah, confused. You did. I was very confused why we were storming Savathun's ship. I was like, well, Savathun has done nothing wrong to us. Like, Savathun just showed up and we're on their ship murdering all their people and then fighting Savathun. Um, and the whole time I didn't understand what was happening. Did that mission and I was kind of like, all right, like, the gunplay is, 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 is great, but I don't know if I have it in me to run through the Witch Queen campaign, especially without the context of somebody who would appreciate it right i don't know the lore i've not kept up um this is being lost on me i should probably know more before i try to deep uh, dive deeper into that thing and so instead so now you're watching I, all these lore videos from nuva ring trying to figure out what's going on in <laughs> uh, destiny 2 <laughs> I, I didn't open up nuva ringer sadly um i did look up my trophies though because i saw the oh, trophy percentage um on my account and i was like oh that's pretty high and then i went and checked and i was like oh i'm i'm three trophies away from platinum destiny uh, and so I looked and checked what the trophies were and basically had to use the, the, the two other classes and unlock all the subclasses, which might be easy because I feel like in Destiny now they'll they'll bump you forward. So I might, if I unlock those classes, it might automatically unlock that stuff for me. I could be wrong about that, but that doesn't seem like a big deal. The other trophy that I... Unle Barry, unlock them! Unlock them, Bless! No, because guess what? America doesn't give a fuck about trophies. For it now, Bless. There's no proof. There's no America proof. doesn't care about trophies. Greg read about it earlier in the week. I did do that, yeah. Only Japan what? and Europe care. 
Yeah, we don't make trophies the way that they do in. We don't. We yeah. Americans aren't we getting platinums like they, the Europeans. The Europeans are harder. About well, we're gonna platinum. have to carry the team then, I guess, over here. I mean, ZJ the Greg, ball. I was gonna say Greg's playing oh all those God. ZJ the ball games. And trying to get us there. <laughs> they just don't ZJ ball out here like they should be balling. <laughs> but yeah, I did that. Um, and then the one other trophy th- that would take me to the platinum would be to. Oh God, I described it earlier, and I still don't know exactly what it is. I'm just gonna open up my PlayStation. I believe I need to finish a nightfall um nightfall strike but it's like a the high difficulty nightfall mm. strike which right now to do that strike i believe i had to be level 1650 like power level 1650 and i am power level 1300 and something um but also like the soft cap seems to be like 1400 destiny is weird man i don't know numbers that's been my that's been the the moral that's of the been story. the big thing holding you back yeah it's like i don't know what these numbers mean there's a soft cap and there's a hard cap uh, I'm looking at the Destiny trophies right now, and let's see here. Let's see. Uh, acquire each we, warlock. While you're there, if you just unlock them, we can see it on PSN profiles. You don't have to work so hard for yeah, it. Here we go. Yeah. Complete a Nightfall Strike on Grandmaster difficulty, which Oof. looking doing some of the light research, light power, uh, look, doing some of the light research, it seems like that would take me some time to do. Uh, you can so, get pulled through. That's what I did if memory serves for when I got the Platinum. But I think there's a lot. I don't think I can start the Grandmaster difficulty until I get to a certain level. Because uh, if I could, I would just hit up my um Are you my sure? Because I, I, I mean, doubt I mean, that I went through and did. I'm, well, I'm the, booting it right now. You, you have it for Belly of the Beast, complete a Nightfall Strike on Master difficulty. Then there's the Prestige, complete Nightfall Strike on Grandmaster difficulty. What I, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And what I think it is, Greg, is that. And I unlocked them at the same. Oh, these are my PS5 trophies. Let me get the. I think I think what it is is with new seasonal updates for Destiny. I think your light level or power level gets bumped down as they Mm. raise the cap, and so I think that's what happened. Where if I try to get that trophy month one when I was already towards uh, close toward the cap, I probably would have gotten it way easier than now coming back in. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, But yeah, that's the struggle uh, with it right now. But I did hop into Crucible um, with my friend Yami, and let me tell you. I fucking I'm I'm amazing in Crucible. I have such a good time oh, in Crucible. That's where I shine. Shit over here. Listen, I was in Crucible. I was fucking I was fucking people up, dude. I love that mode. I have such fun in Crucible. And it's funny because like talking to Kayla, she's like, Crucible sucks. I don't know. I don't know if I, many of the dude. It was pulling teeth for me. I hated playing Crucible. I got I got drugged through it for the trophies, and I was happy for it. And then I made the mistake a while a while years ago now probably of doing a charity thing with somebody. And like I think it might have been GameSpot or whatever, and it's like, all right, cool, we're gonna play Destiny. I was like, oh great, no problem. And then I showed up, and it was fucking PvP, and I was just, I was charity. Like, I did a charity stream with Bungie, so I was just on there, just oh. getting fucking destroyed. Oh like no. there was like no help. I was just yeah, but dumb. for good, you know. Yeah, for whatever. Sure, God. that really, that really made it a really horrible four oh. hours or whatever it was. Okay, so, well. <laughs> the Nightfall Grandmaster requires the Witch Queen, which expired because it was free, and now it's not free anymore. So now mm-hmm. I'm going to need to get uh, Witch Queen. But it seems like the 1620 power level is recommended. I don't think it's required. So I might be able to, mm-hmm. to call up my boss-ass friends who are Destiny Killers and go through it that way to get the platinum. Yes. Destiny Killers. Um, so that's my Destiny story. But I, did, I, did, I was having fun in Crucible, um, even though it might suck for des- people who actually play Destiny, but I enjoyed it personally. Blessing Correct. for me this week on PlayStation. The Tell stars have aligned. And what is happens occasionally, but not often at all, is I fall in love with a multiplayer game. And I am playing Rumbleverse Woo! exclusively, ladies and gentlemen. It's all I play. I have many review codes stacking up. 
And I was like, well, I could do that, or I could play five hours of Rumbleverse, and then I play five hours of Rumbleverse. You you would stop your vacation in your two week vacation to stream Rumbleverse. That's right, because that's a vacation to me. Getting to come out and stream the uh, Rumbleverse, getting to take on Grapital City with the one and only Snowbike Mike. Uh, if you're not familiar with Grumbleverse, <laughs> Grumbleverse, Rumbleverse, <laughs> Grapital City, and Rumbleverse become, and I also want to call it Knockout City all the time too. It's complicated over here. Forty uh, person battle royale where it's melee based and it's professional wrestling themed. So you got steel chairs as weapons, you got baseball bats as weapons, you got uh, you learn moves as you play and go through. So you're doing suplexes and diamond cutters and stuff like that, and it's just a ball. I'm having such a great time with it, and I am perpetually second place, which I understand most people are like, oh, man, that sucks. And it does suck, and it does get to me, but I'm just thrilled to have been able so far to keep up because I really do feel that lots of multiplayer games you've heard me talk about before where I play them in pre-release in a in the you know comfort of just other press people and I have a great time and then it gets released and I play for a while but then I get have to go do a review and I come back and guess what I'm complete garbage now because the world's moved on and so Rumbleverse I got to play a little bit during break uh, during my vacation and then went away for multiple days and came back and had a really rough first night but committed to staying committed to greatness and I've been able to hang in there and be good at the game and I don't I don't I want you to know real quick there is no hubris in what I talk about here. I am not a great player at Rumbleverse. I am not an amazing player at Rumbleverse. I am a solid player at Rumbleverse, which is big for me. And the fact that I'm able to be competitive, and there's plenty of matches where I don't come in second, obviously, but lots of times I am, which really feels good as someone who is perpetually bad at multiplayer games, like Fortnite, where it's like, I'll win on... I, I win a lot now in Fortnite, I feel like, but I think Fortnite's changed a lot from where it used to be, where I was just not getting anything. And so the fact that I'm able to hang in there, bless and Janet, means something to me. And the oh, yeah. fact that right now, I feel it's the kind of funny scale out there in Rumbleverse right now. Mm-hmm. And right now, I am a solid three. All right, I am right there mm-hmm. in the middle, all right? And it means that I have my okay games was where that, I'm like closer just, to bed. Oh, oh, no, I gotta call that. A, was that Greg just do, you, having an excuse to flip us off nonchalantly? What? No, no. I'll I'll you five, five. You, there's the you, kind of funny five point scale, and I'm dead set in the middle. And right then you flip us off. Well, I mean, you hold it. That's how you hold it comfortably. You know what I mean? Very yeah. It felt like it felt like somewhere with it, off the audience, which I'm right there with you, Greg. Yeah, fuck these guys. There's everyone else. Then there's me. You know. Anyways, though. No, stick with me, stick with me. So there's the okay where it's either sometimes I can be way closer to bad okay or I can be way closer to great okay. And I feel the great players, I'm on the cusp of that. Again, if I can keep getting to second, eventually we're going to get there where the domino is going to fall and I'm going to start getting a lot of firsts. And then I'll be into that lower level of great. And then, of course, there are the fat fives, the top fives that are just these people who are fighting game experts who come in and they touch you once and you never get your hands back on the stick. They're doing multiple combos they're juggling you in the air. They're throwing you off walls. Like I will never be that. So I am happy being a three. I'm excited to hopefully push it and see if my skills can get me to being a bottom tier of the fours, but I'm having a great time out there. I'm playing it. And again, I am not talking shit and there is no hubris here, but just to drive home my point, it was very fulfilling and comforting to stream with Mike the other day. Uh, I guess it was Monday. I popped in and streamed with Mike for a little bit during lunch. And when I got to do solo thing, he was impressed by my skills. And so was Iron Galaxy, the developer, when they popped by. And then if you want another confidence boost, I am not talking shit. I swear. Again, last night was a whole bunch of matches of me coming in second place or again, just getting clowned out. Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, oh, you know what? I forgot that we still have from when we did our activation with them at launch, we still have the ability to do private matches where I can just invite kind of funny best friends or whoever with a code to come join me and we can do a private thing rather than that. You don't get uh, progress, so it's just a way to play with friends or whatever. And I did that last night. And Barrett, I sent you the, the tweet of it, right? Like, again, I am not talking shit. 
but I was able to win. I think it was three of four matches or four or five matches. I only dropped one uh, to J.A. Styles, which is a great username. Uh, but that he, again, it came down to one on one. He beat me at the end there. But the rest of them I was able to. And it felt so good to have so many kind of funny fans be like, oh, man, you actually are good at this game. You're not just talking shit about it. You're actually good at this. And I don't know. This really like, seems like you're good. rubbing it in the face of Mario Rivera. I'm just saying. Well, of course, yeah. him and Ignacio were among those people who every time I eliminated, they tweeted like, God damn, you are good. Then, of course. Sancho West saw it and he was like, Oh, you're doing private lobbies. And I was already done by that point. And thank God. Cause Sancho, oh, West, yeah. Sancho, there. Sancho West is the kind of motherfucker that you invite him in there. I never, I'm he's finding me. He's toying with me. He's <laughs> chasing really me down. So he put up there him. on the tweet. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. Uh, oh. Rumble verse. I'm having such a great time with, him. I, I'm, I can't believe I like it as much as I do. I can't believe that I'm still this. Like I, I want to end my work day to go play more of it, which is always yeah. such a great feeling for a game you love. Now, I'm, I'm doing some calendar gazing, Greg. And I think sure. part of the reason why I've not played more Rumbleverse is that I've not gotten to play it with you guys on stream. Because sure. not, I've, I've not been on streams as often as uh, as I have been. Because Indy... Uh, we call uh, you Review Poppy. They call me Review Poppy, right? But I'm not I'm not Stream Poppy. That, that's sure. more yeah. Mike, yeah. Andy, and, and Nick, and they're trying to hog it all to themselves. Uh, Greg, I look, on, I look on Friday, and we're doing yeah. a, a group stream that's going to include both me, me and you and others. Yeah. What are the chances we can, like, fill some Rumbleverse in there? Because well, I want to get on the streets. You get to have the breaking news that I have quite the baby conflict there that I have not figured out. And ah, I will dang. probably not be, if I'm ah, going to be on that stream, <laughs> baby might be over here and I'm doing this and no, can't, I don't know. I have some bridges to cross before I get there because our nanny has a conflict that mm. has appeared. And uh, I don't think it's good, but we will see. But mm. if you would be down, we could do like afterwards or, you know what I mean? Like if I came in at the end of the stream, for sure, we could do it. And then and maybe, I, maybe, I mean, I don't have out. any plans Friday maybe we just hang out. evening. I'm down to just hang out. Because, yeah, okay. I want to play some Rumbleverse, but I don't have anybody to play with. All right. I'm down to be. I'm down. Don't do the thing you always do where you're excited to play a game with somebody, and then you're just going to go home tonight and play with Yami, and then me and Janet never see you again. All right? Like, I'll That's play right. with you. Do it. All right? Okay, me and Boris did, um, God, what did we play together? The Eva? Neon. No, that one game. That one day. It's like neon. the Neon. Neon white. It was like Neon-y and it you shot. Oh, Arcade, Arcade Ageddon. Who could forget? You know, oh my, the, the, the game iconic... that came out literally just last month. Yeah, that <laughs> I've not heard of. You're, you're I've not heard a peep me. from it. That was it like came out in July. beta before then. It was in beta before then. Okay. You could play it like starting in February oh or January. What a long month that was. But yeah, that was us squatting up for that one iconic evening. Janet, Barrett, and Blessing, I'm letting you know right now. Sometimes you're going to be contractually obligated, but other times you'll be able to do it just for fun. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed October. It's multiplayer. Uh, We're playing it. Don't worry. But, uh, again, don't worry. Blessing. If you want to just, worried. if you just want to be contractually obligated, that's fine. That's fine. It, you want to be? It, it, am I personally going to be contractually obligated? Like, I'm saying, if we put you down uh, for a stream, you're fucking playing this game. God, this are you is, wearing a Ghostbusters outfit I, that I bought Greg, you? What yes. if I'm too busy running the stream? You know, I got to make sure. Fair that enough. The but running. then you have to dress like Slimer. Then you have to put that Slimer mask on. We have that where your face pops out of Slimer's mouth. It's gonna be the predator. That's fine. I can do that. Over I can do that. We're all just gonna suffer for the enjoyment of Greg. And you know First what? First off, fuck I'm you. You enjoyed <laughs> Predator Hunting Grounds. Don't act. No, you tell yourself that, Dad. I don't have to listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. This is I never like baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PS. I love you, XOXO, where your PlayStation podcast that comes to you usually every friday uh we juggled the schedule this week because of some commitments so it's thursday uh, remember if you ever want to watch this live record it you can do that on patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can get the show ad free you can write and be part of it you could be a patreon producer you could be watching live as we record it you can get it with the post show we do each and every week of course these benefits would extend to the games cast x cast you get a ad free games daily post shows on games daily bless you on games cast it's a great time it's a great deal so go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and kick us a few bucks where you can catch that post show we're about to do. But for now, 
that's the end of this show for you free loaders <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it was free bees but i was too deep into the sentence so you're a freeloader all right you two people i hope you enjoy it podcast people enjoy whatever comes next enjoy giant bomb or whatever you're gonna listen to mid max have some fun but until next time no it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>